0: Episode number 74, this is one of your hosts, Anthony Abitola, and as always, I'm here with fellow carnival barker, Usman Jamil.
1: Hello, welcome to the spectacle.
0: The spectacle, The everything, all of these names to me sound like they could be like 80s metal album names of songs or albums.
1: Yeah, like Addendum could probably be some prog rock band. Spectacle. Did you watch the video when they previewed the mechanics for Spectacle? No, I don't think I did. So, you know how, like, Matt Tavac usually does, like, the voiceovers for him? Sure, sure. Usually they're pretty dry. So the first one they previewed was Spectacle, and it's just, like, super, like, corny. Like, he does totally an over-the-top, like, I want to say, like, Colin of like, a Joker voice. Okay. He's, like, in the Spectacle, and it's just, like, I was, like, nice. You did a good job. <laughs> like the
0: the cavalcade of calamity sounds like sounds like a nickname for like a uh i don't know like sunday 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 mhm yeah there's a little bit of that to it, i think
1: yeah i can see that was that riot oh yeah i think there there has to be a band like some 80s band called the riot i'm pretty sure
0: yeah, during the pre-release there were multiple times Certain songs like re- like certain names like immediately spawn songs in my head I, I, I oh, don't yeah. know as as I'm like going quickly through it, I'm like I can't remember any of them, so but hopefully it maybe of we come, has to be one of them if we come across it I'm sure i'll uh I'll remember see if your, I can re- your remember
1: Jeep pile head like that, and then like uh what was that theater whatever yeah theater of horrors,
0: gutter bones yeah. uh bedevil, yeah. <laughs> We, we we went uh, double Rakdos. Oh, jeez. We're just like, we want as as many, you know, cards as possible. And I also really like the strategy in Two-Headed Giant of just being double aggressive decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we tried to do that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, we lost round like, one because uh, both of us mulliganed the five and didn't find the creature. That was one or two mana. <laughs> oh. Had, like... 13, 14 of them combined. Well, 13 <laughs> and 14 combined 1 and 2s in each deck. Just like Jeez. couldn't find creatures. Uh oh. Spear Spewer, by the way. Mm. That card a- helps the game not last forever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that seems kind of like. I've heard people compare it to like the uh, the slow ring of the format for spectacle decks, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds right.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's pretty great. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway in case you guys haven't been able to tell we're talking about Ravnica allegiance and its impact in cube in case you didn't know we were talking about cube I know it's been a little while
1: <laughs> hey what's this a podcast about <laughs>
0: right what what is this cube thing are they talking about like actual magic what is mTG cube is this cube I don't know what's going on I'm unfamiliar with these gentlemen. I've never heard of them. How I wonder... This must be a new podcast.
1: Hmm. I'm trying to remember. Like, it's been... The Scars one was like, what, 2011? When we had our pilot?
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. Because hmm. I, I was in Texas at the time. Or in Oklahoma at You're the time. You're in
1: Oklahoma, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. That sounds about right. I looked it up recently to find out what number we're on. Because I'm like, what episode number are we on again? Uh, two thousand... One, six, twenty-eleven. So we've been yep. doing this for eight years.
0: Beginning of, yeah. Wow. Still Still season one. Season one, episode seventy-four.
1: Oh, yeah. This has just been a very, very long
0: season. That's so. right. It's like, uh, it's like those Japanese animation cartoons where they have to, like, Naruto or whatever, where they just have, like, all the filler to make the episodes really long. It's like, season one is like two hundred and twenty-three episodes, but there's only, like, <laughs> Seven episodes of content.
1: Oh, yeah. Like the rest Dragon of it is Ball Dragon
0: Ball Z or... facial expressions. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm charging up. Watch out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh
0: dear. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Rabdigo Legions, we're, uh, go through and talk about. Now usually, uh, we'll do a, we would do a crack a pack. Uh, we did not do one last time, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I think we're gonna, we're gonna forsake that one again. Uh, to, to, to spend more time actually talking about the, the cards in the, in the set and to, uh, get to the nitty gritty basically.
1: Yeah. It seems like this set has a lot of deceptively good cards. I'd say.
0: Yeah. There are a few cards that like you look at, you know, like you look at one way and you're like, eh, whatever. And then you kind of look at them later and you're like, you know, okay. It's like that person when you were in like high school, middle school, and you're like, yeah, whatever. And then later on you're like, no, no, actually they're, now, now that I've gotten to know them a little bit, they're actually quite attractive.
1: Hmm. You I was thinking like a band or something or like a book you may have read in middle school or something like, I don't know, like Animal Farm or something. Dude, Animal Farm is great. Oh, have you yeah. ever seen the animated version? I, yeah, it's been a while, but yeah.
0: The Like, the original animated version, where they all sing in mm-hmm. the middle of it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I remember that being pretty good. But I remember, like, I had to read it, I think, in middle school, and thought it was just kind of, like, okay, and then kind of went back to it, and was just like, wow, mm-hmm. this is... Yeah. It's really so
0: Well, yeah, because you're just kind of dumb when you're in middle school, and then you go yeah. back to things, and you're like, oh, wow, I actually understand now why the English teacher was excited about, like, this use of imagery, or this use of how this represents this, and... Mm-hmm. I can see that now because it's, I'm not being forced to read it because I'm actually choosing to read it on my own.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Like, like, you know, Great Gatsby or, uh, Lord of the Flies or, you know, I'm trying to think of all the other stuff that's <clears throat> people. Most Shakespeare. Okay. <laughs> <say>. <laughs> yeah. Although, you know, I, very little of it I think I enjoyed the first time around. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was about to say I was the same way, I think.
0: I think I remember enjoying Hamlet. Yeah. I think we did, uh, we did, we did one Shakespeare per year. So I think we did Romeo and Juliet. Mm -hmm. I think Romeo and Juliet. Then we did a Midsummer Night's Dream, which was decent. And then we did, uh, Hamlet Macbeth. Okay. That works. So we, we, we hit the highlights. That's for sure.
1: I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, I think I remember, I remember going liking like kind of being like eh whatever and I guess it's kind of like what happens when you get older. Eight years, jeez. <laughs> Eight years into this.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, it, it makes me realize like that's been a really like a really long time. It goes by really quickly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it,
0: it really does. It's is <laughs> <clears throat> Well, it, it's a it's just a numbers game, right? It's a math game. So like when you're eighteen. Eight years ago it was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. I was 10 years old and I didn't even, uh, because it's almost half your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now each year is like, you know, significantly less and less percentage of your life. So it doesn't seem like it goes by that quickly.
1: Yeah. I'm, It did feel like a while ago. I it just, it also just when you hear the number, it's like eight years. It's like, geez. Yeah. Maybe one of these days we'll get a preview. LOL. <laughs> I was wondering if it was coming. I was
0: wondering if it was coming.
1: Oh yeah. So,
0: well, time will tell, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Time will we tell. pay for the decade.
0: When we'll get like. Oh right, tenth anniversary edition.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we won't get like here's a here's a card that's not good. It's like uh <laughs> Here's an unplayable common. Yeah. It's like um. ah. <laughs>
0: because it has a picture of a cube in the artwork.
1: Oh, there you go.
0: Like, doubling cube. Or, what's mirror the one that incubator? makes all the, the way? Well, yeah, mirror incubator. That was
1: it. Leave me to it. Yeah. Delif's cube. <laughs> another one that's just, uh, Alright, so, <laughs> yeah. so
0: no a pack. So, yeah. uh, let's, let's go ahead and, and dig into the actual cards. Now, um, yeah. I've gotten to play some limited with these, obviously, at the pre-release, but no, uh, cube experience now you yourself have you done
1: any seated drafts and stuff like that already yeah yeah I've done several I haven't been able to do like a marathon draft session like sometimes Mm -hmm. I've been able to do but yeah I've been able to do a decent like attendance has been kind of weird and like last week I had we had three people which was really awkward well you guys have had some weird weather too right yeah yeah, and people forget how to drive when when it's, like, one of the first snows, too. It's just like, oh, no, how do I... I'll drive at 60 miles an hour down the highway. It's like, no, just...
0: This should work out.
1: Yeah, it's, like, drive slow. You'll you'll arrive there in less time, but it's better then than having a dead car. Right, than yeah. not arriving. <laughs> yeah, it's... But, yeah, it's been kind of weird. And the holidays, too, kind of messed things up. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, hopefully it'll be back to normal-ish. But yeah, it was like three people we had last week. It was kind of weird because, like, the event where we were at, um, there was, they host, you know, because they're a store, they, they were hosting a modern event, and they only had seven people. And we had three people for Cube, which you can't, really, like, we ended up doing a, a draft anyway, and just... Yeah, running. like, some sort of grid draft or something with three people, and... We just ended up just doing a regular draft, like, nine packs, or five packs and nine, but it was just, like, this awkward standoff where it was just, like, I don't really feel like playing modern, because I'm not here for modern. I'm here to get reps for cube cards, and they were just like, well, none of us want a cube. It's like, cool. Cool. And then <laughs> an awkward silence, and then, like... Maybe five ten minutes later, like they ended up getting in. I think like the manager like volunteered to draft or something, or you know, to play in the modern event. He's like, "All right, Oh, okay." So it's just like, okay, so they have eight, and it was just like, okay, that was
0: <laughs> it was something. Yeah, man, mo- modern is uh, modern is bumping, and you well, know, as of t- as of right now.
1: Yeah, as about, as modern of like at an the hour highest ago. levels,
0: yeah, modern at the highest levels has been, has been changed with the banning of KCI, so. Yeah. Kind of
2: surprised.
0: You know, I, I long, feel like it but... didn't, well, you know, it, the deck's really hard, yeah. is the thing. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is now that all the, you know, a lot of the, the, the pros and, and higher level players have figured it out, it's very, very resistant to, to hate and, Modern such a wide format. If you dedicate too much to that, then you wind up losing to other stuff. And yep. So, uh, it didn't see it much at the local level because even like the local players who would play it, like you can, they haven't been through all the iterations. And I think the, one of the big reasons, and they cited this in the article too, was that uh, it kind of uses some old archaic mm-hmm. rules. Yeah. They loopholes. Did, they did. Yeah. Which was- I I completely get using.
1: Yeah, and to it's also to interesting it. too. They, they talked about like you, you as as the pilot of the deck and the other person kind of have to be on the same page, because like if you understand the rules on on like moto or something, you can do whatever and that's fine. But if you do like I'll use this to pay for this this, and they're like uh what, and then right. they may have to call a judge, and like time may be bad anyway for that, so it may just make it worse. So, I, I yeah, I'm just... I'm usually just on the outside looking in with a lot of this kind of stuff, but... Yeah, yeah. there's like, also right. just
0: lots of, like... Not fun to watch, not fun to be a part of matches, not fun, you know, so... Yeah. Kind of like the Egg's deck was.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was about to say, pun intended, they kind of got Egg on their face with that deck. <laughs> so they want to avoid that again. <laughs>
0: uh well luckily k c i not in cube no so we're allowed to keep it, yeah we don't have to worry about you know banning it out of modern cube yeah so uh, and yeah man, modern's just killing it, so you know mm-hmm. it, uh, hopefully this uh hopefully this set will spice up standard some that people will play some standard again because there's some neat stuff in the set, and uh both for both for standard and you know uh possibly modern and you know all the changes to Arena, and you know how popular Arena is getting, and Best of One. There's a lot of things we can talk about, but you know what we should talk about? Probably Cube, like cards.
1: <laughs> well, I was gonna try to do a tie-in with like Hate Cards and and tithe Taker. Mm. So so let's pretend I did one of those. <laughs> right, <laughs> let's
0: let's pretend I did a smooth segue between here and Tithe Taker. There we go. So, yeah. Ooh, I got my first card that I started singing. Alright, go ahead, sorry. Oh,
2: ahead.
0: okay. It's not i Taker, take her, but. I, and I don't think know why is, I started singing. I got, I got nothing. Go ahead.
1: So it's <laughs> a one a white for 2-1 human soldier. During your turn, spells your opponent's cast cost one more to cast, and abilities your opponent's activate cost one more to activate unless they're man abilities. And afterlife one. Afterlife is when this creature dies. Create a 1-1 one, one black and white spirit token with flying.
0: Excuse me, excuse me. It's white and black spirit creature token. Oh,
1: oh, right. Okay.
0: It's white and black. Did it's I ever tell like you the story of my uh, my college algebra class? I don't think so, no. So I started out as an engineering major, chemical engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it turns out, when you don't have calculus in high school, it's a little hard. When you have, no. when they cover, when they cover everything you learn in your chemistry class in high school in the first two weeks in honors chemistry in college, the, the major gets a little hard, a little fast. Huh. And when I say hard, I mean impossible. Yeah. Because everybody around you is like, yeah, we've had this for like three years. And you're like, uh, what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when I transferred and became, uh, music ed, I also changed my math class to college algebra. And the first day of class, I go in and, you know, there's, you know, pockets of people, and you can tell there's you know some cheerleaders over here and a couple football players over there, and you know just some regular students you know around there. And uh, we come up to the the answer of a question. There was something about the uh, the perimeter of a track, and basically the answer to the perimeter of this track was two times x times y. Mm-hmm. That was the answer, basically. And so I raised my hand, and they're like, you know, what's the answer? You know, it's like crickets, crickets. And I was kind of coming to the class, you know, late because it was already, you know, a week or two into class, class. I'm just like, all right, good God, I'm not going to sit here and, and just like listen to crickets the whole time. So I'm just I raise my hand and I go, it's 2YX. And he's like, right. One of the cheerleaders like raises her hand, like stares at me, stares at him and says, um, isn't it 2XY? And the math professor stares at her, <laughs> stares back at me goes back to her and goes, It's uh it's a community property. Doesn't matter. Yeah, because it doesn't what matter. Or order it's in. It's the same answer. And she's like Oh. But it's two XY, right? <laughs> and he just looks at me. I have to like put my hand in front of my face and I'm just like this is gonna be a long semester. Wow. <laughs> he's like yeah, that's correct also. She said, oh. Wow. Oh, uh, oh, oh, like, okay, like, unconvinced. Like, hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. That's a reminder of when you said black, black and white, and supposed to white and black.
1: Anyway, yeah. time taker. Uh. I like this card. It's, it's... I've liked it so far. It's, it's... The thing with these kind of hate bear cards is, and I guess we'll get into it too with Lavinia, but it's just sometimes their value can just be so variant. Like, they can just wreck somebody, or they can just do nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, I end up finding out that it makes your opponents pay one for opposition. (laughs) And it's like, oh.
0: Right. That's really, that's like, hey, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and even if it does something like cost them one more mana to settle your wreckage mm-hmm. that now they can't do or it costs them two mana to port one of your lands
2: mm-hmm.
0: or you know what i mean like there's there's a lot of you know incremental value that could be had but it, i mean certainly there's a chance they could just do nothing yeah or close to nothing or it just doesn't matter but like
1: I think even the base rate's fine.
0: Like yeah, the, the oh, ba- exactly. Well, the base rate's fine. So we're starting to get to the point now where human tribal can matter. Yeah, depending on how you construct your cube, there we're getting so many humans. Much to <laughs> my friend Brian is a huge elf proponent, just constantly complains about how many creatures that humans get cards in every set that are interactive and need and help the decks and do everything and like you get like one elf mm-hmm. and you know this one we have a blue what you know, a blue green elf that might do something but like nothing for the modern deck and he's like this is ridiculous like stupid humans i'm like you are you are a human man it's okay yeah. Being so, so being a- <laughs> yeah it's like oh here's another human for this deck just, right, sure. Exactly, like here's, here's a human that can fill this role, here's a human that can fill this role, so. Here's a human pirate. Yeah. Right. It just happens. Like to be Yeah, human. I, I like this card, I, yeah. I mean, it's not the greatest, but again, combine it with all the little incremental advantages, like all your lands come into play tapped, your spells cost one more, your, all your creatures come into play tapped, you know, your non-basic lands that is, come into play tapped. Mm-hmm. Um, between the Talia's and the uh, uh you know the two drop that makes all their creatures come into play tapped and you know uh, two drop Talia that's you know make your spells go all these little tiny little advantages I think is how especially in higher power level cubes how like the white weenie deck can actually win games
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah you know that 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 and Armageddon
1: yeah <laughs> yeah just getting them out don't forget about Armageddon good old but it good. Yeah, I really like this card. Like, even in aggressive decks that I've had where it's just a 2-1, and it's kind of weird, too, like, when you have the card in your deck, like, sometimes you may not know how good it is, mm-hmm. because your opponent isn't going to tell you, oh, man, I can't cast this. That really screwed this. me. Right. I can't cast this counter spell because I have to pay one. Like, they'll, they'll almost, at least they should not just straight up tell you or just make it very obvious, just like, you know... Here's, oh man, I didn't draw a land. But, I don't know. I, I really right. like this card, I, I been... was
0: planning on casting these two spells, and now I can only cast one, and that basically puts my whole game plan behind by multiple turns.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's something to be said, like, then they can just cast it on their turn, and I think a lot of people tend to not cast stuff on their main phase when they should. Like, they'll just auto-default to just casting something on, like... The latest possible time, mm-hmm. but I think it's still, I, I've, I've liked it so far. It's been nice.
0: Yeah. Seems good to me.
1: Yeah. It, it's it, unfortunate that it's like what it was the first like afterlife card. I think I was previewed that in the comment. I was like, man, we're going to get so many good afterlife cards because imagine how that's going to be. And then like, yeah, we really didn't get much.
0: Yeah. Like there's. There's a lot of really neat afterlife cards for, like, limited, yeah, but just not high enough power level, and, and then maybe not even necessarily high enough power level, but better than what already exists in those spots. Yeah. Because, you know, there'll be a couple cards later that it's just like, man, this card's ridiculous, and it has afterlife, but then it's just, like, pales in comparison to a card they made 12 years ago that's already in that multicolored spot or whatever, mm-hmm. so... But otherwise, yeah. I think it works. They, you know, pretty good, pretty good. And I think uh, afterlife is, is is certainly a little bit underrated as far as mechanics go. Mm-hmm. Like getting guys after your guys die, especially evasive ones. Even though they're just one ones, like they matter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they certainly matter.
1: Yeah. Do you want to talk about the other white cards?
0: I, I before before I forget. So. Uh, are you feeling, I, I, for, for sure, I feel like I've, I've mentioned this on this podcast before, but you know, Tina Turner sang a song called, uh, Private Dancer. Yeah. Every time someone played Twilight Panther, all I could think is,
2: I'm your Twilight Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Death touch for money. Do what you want me to do.
0: I, I don't know why. Wow. Private Dancer and Twilight Panther. I mean, they, they obviously have the same kind of like rhythm to them, but I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I did not sing that for people at the pre-release. I'm, I'm guessing not many of them were Tina
1: Turner fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know why though. The I don't Ven, know why. The large I, I, Venn diagram of magic players and Tina Turner.
0: Fans. <laughs> right. And, and Tina Turner enthusiasts or Tina Turner, uh, you know, uh, knowledge, the Tina Turner knowledge base is a little small. Mm-hmm. I think in a pre-release. I don't know. Maybe I would be surprised. Maybe, maybe I would be surprised, but, you yeah. know. A- Angel of Grace, it's whatever. I don't know. There's so many five-drop angels.
1: Yeah, it, I think it's fine. Like, it's a, it's a five-mana flash thing, which is fine. It's alright. That's it flash. <laughs> yeah. Flash Love is great. Abilities. But, but
0: you know. It, 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 it certainly qualifies in the non-embarrassing category of like five drop flyers.
1: Yeah. It can kind of save you from... <laughs> yeah, like...
0: I like the, I, I do like the exile it from your graveyard thing.
1: Yeah. I certainly think there's there's some value in that, but... It'd be the weirdest entomb ever. It's just like, I'll alpha strike you in tomb for this. Right.
0: Alpha strike you. Okay, well, seven mana in tomb. Exile this.
1: Second. Yeah, game game ten, <laughs> or go to ten.
0: Go to ten. Wait yeah. till your first strike damage resolves. I'm at three. Go to ten.
1: Ah, nice. There you go. Get you. Nice. I like it. I, I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Hero Precinct One. Like, it feels like a weird, like young pyromancer. Well,
0: I, I, uh, you have to
1: be okay. So. Back in the day, you know, when people have like
0: multicolor cubes, or if you have gigantic multicolor sections. Yeah. And when I mean gigantic, I mean like half your cube. I don't think you can reasonably run this.
1: So, so I was thinking, like, I was asking some people, like, with Young Pyromancer, like, what's the, what's the lowest number of, uh, multi, uh, of instance and sorceries you'd want to have Young Pyromancer in a deck? And I think for me the the floor is pretty low just because the two mana two one, right? I want to say the floor is like five.
0: Yeah, I was thinking somewhere around four or five.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was just looking through the decks that you know had been at least like the three o decks, and like I'm not really seeing ones with five multicolor. Like I'm looking through like
0: five multicolor spells a lot.
1: Yeah, I, I, tr- like, I keep mine pretty slim, but... Right,
0: especially if you're only on, you know, five cards per section. If you're a two-color deck, with the exception of, you know, a few hybrids that can cross over into your, you know, into your area from other sections, there's... to You know, you think about all the complications, right? Did they get opened? Mm-hmm. Did they get passed to me? Was I in a place to take them? Am I in these colors? Are they, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's really difficult to get that many... In a two color deck. Yeah. Now, once we're on three plus, it changes, right? Cause you can just kind of do doing everything. Yeah. Or if you open the, uh, if you draft the conspiracy that all your lands make every color.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you have to play your entire draft pool. Yeah. Then yeah, you take I- all the wor- world, uh, not world, uh, I can't remember the name of it.
1: Yeah, like then, for this, uh, the last few weeks, I've well. been just I haven't increased my the size of my cube, but I cut a lot of other stuff to put in, you know, stuff for multicolor. And usually, I would try to keep it color balanced, but for this one, I just added the stuff sure. instead of trying. So like, there was a lot more like azorius and gruel and whatever. And even then, like the last week's 3-0 had like three multicolor cards, and I was like, okay. And then three? Or, no, this was five. Like, Figure, Destiny, Drive, Militant, uh, Lavinia, Dovin, and, uh, our Deputy. So that's five, and even then that's like, eh, I guess. Zero. Zero.
0: Zero. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, if I have Hero and, uh, Figure in the same hand, probably casting Figure first.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, know. I I like. Again, I don't know if it's because I keep my multicolor really slim, but a lot of this I'm seeing like one or two multicolor cards in these 3-0 decks. Yep. Like, not enough. Yeah, I was about to say it's probably not. Like, I, I guess it depends on like the texture of your of your decks, but it just seems like it's not really worth the payoff.
0: Doesn't seem like it. Yeah. By the way, unbreakable formation is certainly interesting. It's yeah. very, like, a Johnny Minus
1: One-esque.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that also... Like, is a lot. Indestructible is pretty good. I just don't... You know, I just think the power level's probably overall a little too low.
1: Yeah. It's three mana. So... At the end of the day,
0: it's, it's three mana. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. It's just a little bit too low.
1: All right, yeah. how about blue cards? Blue cards, um... Did you ever, like... Did you ever see this PC game called Octodad? No. (laughs) So essentially so like the plot is you're you know, you're just like some generic kind of like nineteen fifties family, but you're an octopus. And you have to the the idea is that you're supposed to like uh you know, live your life, you know, as like, you know, a family dad, but you can't let anybody else know, so you have to like the controls are really weird. Like you have to move. There's like a button for each arm, and you like move them, you know, one at a time. And you like if you knock something over, you attract people's attention. If you get to a certain mm-hmm. level, you lose. It's a, it's a really interesting game. It's pretty funny.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's I I 2010. It Jeez, it's like a decade ago.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> that's in right in the age of me not playing PC games
1: at all. Oh yeah, I think I mainly so. I think I mainly saw it from somebody doing a let's play of it, and then oh like, okay. I think the computer that we had when we tried it was like super slow and it was awful. But mm-hmm. I think I remember trying it in like a GameStop one time and thinking like this is really messed up. But it's it's a nice game. But, yeah, that's totally what I think of when I think of Mesmerizing Benthid. You know, the first thing I thought of was, like, oh, it's octo Octodad. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're an octopus. Granted, you don't spawn little illusions, but it's just, like, it's an octopus and it's a dad. So, I mean, it works.
0: <laughs> yep. So, uh, Mesmerizing Benthid is uh, 3 blue blue for a 4-5 octopus. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, create 2 0-2 two blue illusion creature tokens with... Whenever this creature blocks a creature, that creature doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step, and it has proof as long as you control an illusion. Yeah,
1: I like this guy. Like, I've tried him out. He's nice.
0: Body large enough as a
1: 4-5? Yeah, doesn't have, does think it think it have so? evasion, but I mean, that's fine. That's what I'm but saying. It has proof. It's in the illusions. I remember there was somebody who was like attacking me with a worm coil. I'm like, okay, well, I'll throw one of the illusions in front of it, and then I'll deal with it later.
0: <laughs> right, right. Set it and forget it. Yeah, yeah. The Ron mm Hmm. Hey, by the way, that thing's no joke. That thing actually works.
1: I can't seem surprised. That does seem pretty cool. Like, it, it
0: it was awesome. Backing. Oh God. How, let, let me think. How long ago it was?
1: Ooh, that probably
0: 1998. Yeah. I think it was 98, my, uh, the porn player of my brass quintet got one and she's like, all right, so I decided to make a chicken for you guys cause you're a bunch of, you know, 20 something year old guys and you'll eat anything anyway. So you can tell me if it's honestly good or not. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Wow. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Huh. Yeah, had I had any money at the time, I, uh, I, I might have bought one, but they probably yeah, still man. have them. I would guess set it and forget it. Yeah. worked out pretty well. You know, I have no idea how long the durability is or what kind of fire hazard it was or any of that other stuff, but
1: the chicken I had that day was excellent. Wow. I remember that in the mm-hmm. Foreman Grill. Like, I remember seeing infomercials for that in the Foreman Grill. Oh, and, I owned a Foreman Grill for a while. Yeah. I mean, I still use mine. Yeah. I, but okay. the commercials, I remember thinking, like, this is just, all it's taking out is the juice, like, the commercial. It just seems so bad. And then I remember hearing people saying, like, this is actually good. I'm like, what? That thing? That the thing that I used to do prank calls to. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it was, yeah. But I like this card. I like, I like Mesmerizing Benton. I, I don't know how, there aren't a lot of great blue five drop creatures. But, this one's pretty good. I liked it.
0: Yeah, that's true. The competition.
1: There's a lot is of great blue, slim. Like, five drop walkers. <clears throat> yeah, we have uh, Maloku, yeah, there's who Maloku also consequently and, uh, makes illusions. Yep, hmm? Maloku does make <laughs> illusions. I'm trying to think, does Phantasmal image keep creature type as an illusion? I think I, it does.
0: I think it does, too,
1: but let's oh, there find out. Copy, copy the other uh, well, 20 bucks now, I guess because of humans.
0: Oh, oh yeah, well, also spirits. Yeah, it's it's an illusion in addition to its other types.
1: Okay. So if you copy Octodad, it's like... Oh, God.
0: Illusionception? Yep. So he can't be targeted... Right. He can't be targeted by anybody else. Yep. As long as he exists, he can't be targeted by anybody
1: else. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's a nice little combo.
0: Yeah, it seems... I mean, it seems like a neat card, and and certainly I think the competition at 5-drop blue creature... Is not very, uh, there's not a lot. So that that makes it easier. That makes it easier, I think, to get, to get in there. So good call. What
1: do you think of this, uh, Terramander, Salamander Drake thing?
0: Okay. So the, 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 uh, Delver version two, right? Yeah. All right. So this is, uh, a one mana, one, one with flying, uh, that has seven and a blue adapt four. But this ability costs one less to activate for each instant and sorcery in your yard. Okay, so. I've had some thoughts about this, but I I have no idea how I'm correct. So I think in something like, uh, you know, the big talk is, well, what about for legacy? What about for legacy? And because you get to put a bunch of spells in your yard. But then I think about how many games are won and lost by being able to flip your delver on turn two or early.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, this thing is not getting big early no <laughs> um and and so and and the problem with Delver, even though it's you know obviously a historically great blue creature um the problem with Delver and Cube is that you have this balance of is there the blue tempo deck that has lots of little dooters and lots of ways to cast free spells and, and still, you know, have a high spell count. Yeah. The and issue, and, and, and so that's, that's why, why like, I've never played it, like...
1: The issue with Delver is, like, whenever it's been in a constructed format, it's all, almost always been accompanied by really good library manipulation. Mm-hmm. Like in Innistrad, there was, like, you know, that Delver and Ponder... So it was like right. a package, you know. It was a package deal. Like you played four pond, you played four delvers, and you had the ponders to set it up, and like and occasionally you'd blind flip it, and you'd, you know, be the luckiest person on earth. Same thing with like I think preordain was another time when correct. It had, and like in modern, you know, legacy of course you have brainstorm, but brainstorm it, ponder, you yeah. know, uh, all your dazes, your forces, your
0: not that there's a library manipulation, but these are all extra spells that can
1: be cast when, on turn one. Mm-hmm. When you yeah, only like, have it. Yeah, lots of cheap things. Like, uh... And, like, modern... Like, nobody really played Delver because, like, the best library manipulation was, like, Serum Visions. I was like, I guess it works, I guess. I don't even know if people really play Delver in modern.
0: Slate of hand, no. No.
1: Yeah. Now, Ma- um...
0: I think it's all a little bit of play... When Dig Through Time and, uh, Treasure Cruise, Cruise were around? Yeah. That makes possibly? Sense. Um but I don't remember if those decks had Delver or not. I think they did. But they, they existed right. for such a short period of time, and they were so good.
1: I remember there was like a Burn deck, which essentially splashed for Cruise. Yeah. I remember the, that the, deck. The cards were really unreasonable. Yeah. And I think that's the issue with this card is like, so, yeah, I think people tend to view Delver in the lens of just Delver without its uh you know, without its right hand man, like I don't know. I'm trying to think of who's the who's the guy in the nineties for the Utah like Carl Malone and then like John Stockton? Yeah, I was gonna say John Stockton was the guy who was like you know doing all the assists and stuff. Right. That's him. Yeah. So people would remember like Carl Malone, but not John Stockton setting him up. And it's kinda like that with Delver. It's like people remember Delver because the deck is called Delver, it's not called Delver Ponder Blue, right. because that would be awkward, but, <laughs> but I don't know. I remember like, so somebody had it in a deck, it was like in this weird kind of Grixis kind of aggro deck, and it didn't really work out. There weren't a lot of instances of in sorcery, so I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe this person messed up or something, like maybe this ain't the deck for it. So then I drafted this white blue tempo deck, Okay. Which maybe would get more use out of the 1-1 flying body. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I only had, like, four instants and sorceries, so it was terrible.
0: Right, and all the instants and sorceries are fighting against the, you know, all the control decks or whatever for most of them, too. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I I don't think it gets good enough fast enough.
1: What's, I, I'm trying to think, like, what's the magic number? Because it's kind of like with that Hero Precinct one, like, what's the magic number? Like... It's not. I, I don't
0: even think there's a magic number because I think it depends on. Uh, I, because I think, I think it depends on would, how expensive the spells are yeah, and when like you're casting a, like, them and how long this thing has to stay a one-one. Like, yeah. is this thing good as a one-one that can transform into a five-five on turn fourteen? Are you still alive then? Mm-hmm. Like, does a one-one matter? Do, do you make it a one-one? They turn it into a five-five and then they just kill it in response. Like,
1: I, I I don't know. I, it's I, just like, I never... I don't think in any of the times, any of the games... And it might, like... And the issue with playing it in a deck with more instants and sorceries, like a blue-white, you know, generic control deck, is you don't really want a flying man in that deck anyway, because it's not really productive to your game plan. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you really need something to, like like, do little chip shots at Planeswalkers or something, but if I'm playing a flying man in my blue-white control deck, like, something went wrong. Something went very wrong. (laughs) Right. Like, even playing Delver, like, I don't think I would play a Delver even with, like, in a blue-white control deck. And I think that's the issue. It's just, like... I think that's the the main thing with that card, unfortunately. Which is unfortunate, because I I like Adapt as a mechanic, but it's just... Yeah, card's neat. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's... Yes, yeah. in in the wheelhouse of Cube, Mm-mm. at least. Sphinx so is foresight. Like, what do you think of that one? All right.
0: So this is two blue-blue for a 4-4 four four flyer. Uh, you may reveal this card from your opening hand if you do scry three at the beginning of your first upkeep. And then when it's in play, it's, you know, of course, that's flying, uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, scry one. Mm-hmm. I feel like the scry three at the beginning of the game is very powerful. Yeah. yeah very it's a powerful. Deck. Especially in a forty card deck. Now granted it's mitigated by the fact that there's only one of them in our deck mm-hmm. maximum. So the odds of having it in your opening hand are, are certainly a little less than than maybe for some sort of uh construct you know, some sort of constructed uh but <clears throat> I, and again uh and where are we on four drop blue creatures so i don't think those are super awesome either yeah i remember at some point i think i was running uh the the spirit the four drop spirit that taps one of their guys and doesn't like you know it just doesn't untap while well. it stays like yeah, better guys no dungeon guys that's it better guys is the three drop dungeon guys i think at some point i was still playing that so like that wasn't that long ago and I'm not convinced we got a whole lot of better four drop blue creatures since then. No, not really. Not Again, at least. four drop blue walkers. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's some, there's a spicy one. You know, but I'm not so sure about the creatures. And four, 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 four is a decent rate. Add flying and add all of these other things. You know, I, I think the first bit of text is, you know, I I don't know how often it'll occur. I don't know what the, you know, what the odds are of having your card in your opening hand when it's, Mm -hmm. you know, 7 out of 40 or whatever. I don't know, you know, off the top of my head what that is, but I bet you this thing is pretty decent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I liked it and it was pretty, it was fine. Like. Yeah, like super solid. Like, I think I like it better. If you don't have a big blink mechanic, I think I would like it better than Dungeon Geist's just because mm
1: -hmm. it's bigger and hits harder. Um, but. The body is okay. It's not amazing. Like a four-four, it kind of feels weird to say that, but like a four-four flying scry one on upkeep, it's not amazing, but it's it's okay. Uh-huh. It's not embarrassing. Like there was definitely times when I when I had a when I was running curator of mysteries, the the one that cycles, uh-huh. and sometimes just having just this giant four-four like thing was still fine. Like. It's not the most efficient creature in the world, but it would just kill people. Be like, okay.
0: Well, right. Or, or it forces a two for one from the other side, right? Like block your thing. Okay. Now kill it. You know, mm-hmm. like burn it off or whatever. Because yeah. four is, is, you know, in cube four is, is the, the difference between four and three is bigger than the difference between three and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I, I certainly think it's solid. Like I don't think it's awesome or anything. I think if, <laughs> Having it in your opening hand is pretty awesome, but yeah. I certainly think that uh, it's it's
1: worthy of of playing. Yeah, I think it's I think it's all right. Like, I can't. I'm trying to think of other good four drops we've gotten since uh, since since like years ago. I can't really think of any. Yeah, I I can't think of any. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, there might there might be one that's, like, we're just, like, both completely missing or whatever that's just, like, well, the,
1: But. Yeah, I am... I think that's the closest one I can think of is Curator. And I think that's pretty much it. But, yeah, it's, it's solid. Like, it's not, it's not, like, ridiculous or anything, but it's... Mm-hmm. I liked it decently. Certainly. Yeah. What do you think of, like, the other kind of... Menthic Biomancer, it's just, like... Imagine if that was in white. Yeah... Yeah. I'd play that if it was in white.
0: Yeah. One mana, I, one, I don't, one. I don't think the blue tempo decks and stuff were there yet to be able to, to do this.
1: Yeah, like, somebody had not like, a Simic deck. It was okay. I think I was going to try to play it in that blue deck. I would have liked this a lot more than Terra... Terra Mander or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would have liked this a lot more than that, but, I mean... Again, it's one of those classic things where it's just like, how many slots do you want to devote to it? Right. Because... Control decks ain't going to play it, and... You know, whatever. Eyes everywhere... I like the artwork. Yeah, the artwork's great. Is that by Nils Hom? It is. It is Nils Hom. Nice. Yeah, I I I like this card. Like, somebody had it in, like, a blue-green kind of rampy deck. It's kind of awkward if your opponent's also in blue, because they can just do it back. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think they did the whole as-a-sorcery thing. Do you remember Avarice Totem? Yeah, I'm a reverse totem. Yeah, I'm guessing they did that to prevent that kind of shenanigans where you could, like... It was a, one white mana, five, switch control with that. on um, Right. And then you right, right. could do it... Pay multiple times. Yeah, so you could do it in response. So you could be like, you know, do it... I guess it was like the shuriken trick, too. Right, right, right. Which I found out on Moto doesn't work when they did a flashback draft of Kamigawa. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, this should work. Right, He didn't. I was not happy.
0: You're like, do this, in response, do this, alright, now that resolves, now this resolves, and we, it's back on my guy.
1: Yeah, but it was just like, um, this doesn't work. And mass manipulation, I, I don't... No, come on. So,
0: lo- lo- lost the game to that and to HG. Wow. Because they're like, hey, look at all those flyers over there. Sure would be. Uh, those are pretty nice. Sure would be sad if something happened to them.
1: Wow. And was then that, uh, was that hit on
0: mono blue or or azorius? White blue. Okay. Huh. Yep. Yeah. It's just and so it funny. was like we're we're winning the game probably in two turns because we have all the flyers and they don't.
1: Yeah, they they won the game then. And then <laughs> they yep yep yep. It was all As the it turns time. out.
0: That cards a game winner,
1: yeah. In cube, it's just so much mana.
0: It's just like, so really expensive. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think that was one of the ones I tried out, and then, or maybe I was like looking for things to add, and I was just like, no, I can't find them for this thing. Yeah. Precognitive perceptions, fine. I guess there's just so many good blue draw cards. Like, well, yeah.
0: I mean, there's you know, there there are ones that are better than this one. Ostensibly. Yeah. Because there's a draw four that said sorcery speed, and is draw four better than scry three draw three? Probably. Maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I, like, careful consideration. So, like, I, I I don't know. Well, there's Jace's, uh.
1: Jace's ingenuity? Yes. Yeah, that's just the draw three, yeah. That's
0: the that's the the, the instant speed draw three, right? So that's a, just a worse version of this, right? Because it yep. just says extra. No, mm-hmm. a, what's the draw for called? There's a... uh They made a text list card of it. had a picture of a bottle on it.
1: Tidings? Yeah, Tidings. Tidings. That's yeah. it. It's been a while so that's since That's a that five-minute draw for, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was sorcery, but yeah. Right. So I guess that's the rub.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It seems yeah. like when you have stuff like, like, like Dig like Through Time and all this other stuff, like, I'm not playing Tidings anymore, I'm not playing Jesus Ingenuity, like... It feels like...
1: I'd rather just have a cheaper draw spell, like. Correct. Somebody, uh, a friend, his name is, he goes by Sir Funch on, we've been talking, Cube, and, like, he, he introduced me to a card, Oath of Jace, do you remember that Oath Cycle? Yeah, I remember Oath of Jace. Yeah, like, that card's actually pretty, pretty solid. Like, it's a slightly worse compulsive research, and then if you have at least one, if you have eight Plane Blocker, it's pretty much a search for his Kanta, and if you have mm-hmm. two, it's just gross. Like, I've been trying that card out, it's been pretty good but I, I mean, I'd rather play Oath of Jace than this, for what it's Right, right. And if you'd rather
0: play Oath of Jace than this, then I think we can move on to the next color. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> Black, do you want to talk so, about Drillbit? I want to talk about how Bankrupt and Blood absolutely sounds like a heavy metal album name.
1: It does. Yeah, when I saw that art, I'm just like, please have this be a good card. And then I saw it, and it's like, dang, <laughs> this card sucks.
0: Like, it is hundred percent what it sounds like to me. Yeah. So, all right. So,
1: I wonder if Seb right. has done like metal art album. I'm pretty sure he has to,
0: <laughs> or if not, he should start. Yeah. So drill bit is a uh, two and a black for, and with a spectacle cost of just a black. And it says target player reveals her hand. You choose a non land card from it. Player discards that card with amusing text. Of never boring. Yeah. Get it. Boring. Drill. Yep. Get it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I I think it's, it's, it seems awesome in the, any sort of black aggressive strategy because literally it's cheaper thought. It's, you know, thought seeds without the life loss. Yeah. But in in practice, I you know I, I'm sure it's still good though. It has to still be good, right? Because a lot, of, especially if you're against a, a control deck, for example, all their best things are two and three, you know, or three mana and up usually, three and four mana. Mm-hmm. As far as like getting them caught up in the game and being able to take those, it's fine if you cast this on turn two or three because you're still ahead of those kind of break- game breaking spells.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just late game. It doesn't matter because it's still thoughtsies. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have three mana. Yeah. The, yeah the, still I, I'm, it. I'm glad that the card doesn't change based on spectacle because yeah, you know, there's some nice. cards that, that do something different if you play them for spectacle cost. Um, I'm glad this still does the same thing. So at least even if you draw it later, you can, you know, use it and still does the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think it's of. I, I think it's certainly reasonable to test. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a reason why Thoughtseize is an unbelievable card. Yeah. And in this color combination, in, in black, it, them taking damage or them losing life isn't that tough of a putt. Yeah. Especially because, you know... The things that we primarily see black doing in cubes is either aggressive decks or sacrifice things. Like mm. blood art. Or like type I guess things. control stuff. So Yeah, and in the control stuff, like I you know, do you play this in a Esper control deck? Nah. Or the mirror control deck. Nah. I mean if you play sideboards, it certainly comes in for like the mirror or whatever. It's just like a duress. Three yeah. mana, three mana duress, but who cares? Probably still play it. But mm-hmm. I, I, you know, maybe it's not in those. So, so maybe this is a card to further support your, your black creature based strategies. Yeah. Which I think is fine to do because I think those kinds of strategies need help anyway.
1: Yeah. That's a nice bit of disruption.
0: How about, uh, g g
1: bones <laughs> I was like, are you going for like a Chia?
0: Like, the chia Well, it's not G-Unit. It's G-Bones. G- oh, okay. G- or, or, or Big Guts. I don't know what you call it. All I know is that every time I cast this card, my opponent promptly exiles it. I'm like, dude, this is so mean.
1: Like, yeah.
0: Stop exiling my gutter bones.
1: This is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I, I Black 2-1-whatever. Two, two, Upside. <laughs> yeah, Black Two One for One has upside.
0: Has you know re recur like re- ability to recur. I, I don't think there's <laughs> too yeah. much to talk about. I feel like play, it's just it, play it's if thin. you
1: play Black Aggro. Don't if you
0: don't. Whatever. If your If your Black creatures want to either attack or sacrifice
1: themselves and come back, hooray! Yeah, I really wish there was one of the, like a good like I was for. Like, most of the spoiler season, I was hoping for, like, a good black, like, uh, like a goblin bombardment kind of effect. Oh, sure. And then, we got a card that is certainly worse, but, yeah, hey, just like- hey, still supports it, so. Yeah. Uh, Pestilence Spirit, what do you think of this thing?
0: Okay. Some of you use that incident in sorcery spells you control have life, have, uh, Death Touch. So this is uh, two in a black for three two menace death touch instant and sorcery spells you control have death touch.
1: Um, does an honorary rockdose card. Yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, it turns it, you know, it turns cards like uh, Arc Lightning into a vicious beating. Oh yeah, yeah. Arc Trail get them right, like Arc Trail Arc Lightning. So obviously, this is certainly best in, in those kind of decks. And you know, and black threes while they're good, I don't like that this is a spirit. It, it kind of, you know, I understand it's right in the name, pestilent spirit. Yeah. Uh, I, I I wish this were a different creature type that maybe had a little more interactive nature. Mm-hmm. I, I, a pestilent zombie, I don't know, but uh zombies aren't you know m- mysterious enough to to give spells different special powers. So yeah, I, I think either. there's I think there's having an, a a three power evasive three drop with upside because the fact that you have to double block it and it's going to kill both your things anyway I think means a lot if you're an attacking black deck
1: yeah. yeah I remember look trying to look for a combination of menace and death touch and of course like a lot of them were just like those creatures like you know the ones that gain abilities like like, Soul flare type of creatures. Uh-huh. Where it's like, if this creature has Menace or Death Touch or whatever. I don't think sure. actual Soul flare does, but I think it was like... There was the four and a green one from one of the conspiracies that had that. It was just like, come on. Unfortunately, my like my my favorite like search engine, like, combo seems to be down. Cause oh. Which is really awkward, because I don't know if many people have used it. But it was definitely my favorite, because you could just go in there and type it pretty easily. And, like, if you use the other ones, you have to, like, go into the search and do it, and it's just slow. Gotcha. But, yeah. I I, I think this card's fine. So I guess if you were in a black deck, like a black aggressive deck, which, if you had to, you know, had to play only one, would you play this or Midnight Reaper? Hmm. I feel like I'd probably play Midnight Reaper. I think the red black deck too.
0: Yeah, Midnight Reaper is pretty good. Like the only thing is like with Midnight Reaper is that it it doesn't have much in terms of like if you actually need to attack with it. Yeah. I think Midnight Reaper is certainly better as a something to have on board. Yeah. Where this car, so like I think they both represent very different archetypes too. Like Midnight Reaper is obviously the sickest in. The, the black sacrifice decks. Mhm. Yeah. But this one, I think, is significantly better in the attacking game. Especially when combined with red. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's tough to say. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, cause I... I... I don't have much testing time in, I don't have much time in with, uh, Midnight Reaper other than, like, getting ready for a new standard. But...
1: Yeah, new standard seems interesting right now there's very much
0: a sacrifice
1: theme mm-hmm. that's around yeah but I don't know I think it's close I was about to say and there's another three drop in black essentially that we'll talk about shortly oh foreshadowing the old spawn a mayhem yeah. And let, yeah Yeah. let's be honest it says two and two black at the top for a 4-4 four, four, but it's, it's it's a three drop
0: it's a three drop with upside and it's a four four flying trample. Yep.
1: Yeah, two and, so it, it's actual retail cost if you play Bob. Two and two black for a four four. Spectacle, one double black. Have we had any spectacle? Uh, uh, yeah, like, it gets turned on if you damage your opponent. And then flying right. trample, at the beginning of your upkeep, spawn to mayhem deals one damage to each player. And then if you have ten or less life, put a plus one plus one counter on spawn to mayhem. Yeah, this card's absurd. This, thing this is card's absurd. Yeah,
0: I, I don't even know really mu- much to say about it. This card's ridiculous, right? Like, there's so many different ways to make it to have it be only three. It continues to apply pressure to your opponent, even if you're not attacking. hmm Even if it's like, you know, they uh, fate fetters it or, you know, pacify it in some way, it's still doing one damage to everybody per upkeep. This is an aggressive card. You want your opponent to be at less life. You don't really care that much if you're at less life along the way, mm-hmm. I, and it triggers any other if you're if you have any other spectacle cards, it triggers other spectacle cards along the way.
1: Yep. Yeah. This thing. I remember there was one time I think I played versus like a Rock Dose Aggro Agro deck, and they had they they cast this, and like on turn three, and I was like, "All right, I'm dead. I can't deal with this." Right, and we're dead. Yeah, it was pretty much. I don't think I've, I'd seen it get its other ability used, the one where it grows itself, but I mean, that's fine. It's still. Okay. Like four mana. Four, <laughs>
0: and it's trample. It's it has trample. flying and trample. <laughs> like, sure. Nice, nice enough. afterlife tokens, idiot. Yep. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, just as a quick aside, ill-gotten inheritance, really dumb in two-headed giant.
1: Oh, that does each player? Sure does. <sighs> Wow!
0: One one damage to each opponent, and you gain one life.
1: Wow!
0: So every every turn, you guys take two, we gain one. You take like, two, we gain one.
1: I like that the the sacrifice ability only does it to target opponent. Like,
0: Correct. I was like, yeah. Can you imagine work? if it was just a drain eight at the end? Good lord! Yeah, that would just be ridiculous. I, yeah, we we had a couple we had a we had a couple of those in our pool. Nice. Cards pretty good. Cards pretty like, good. I'll kill you. Yeah, that card's pretty good.
1: It's another one of those cards like if you have a black aggressive deck, you play it. Mm-hmm. Or a section, you play it. If you don't, then then you're not gonna play this.
0: So the question is, is even though this is not on the list, if you are pushing the sacrifice theme, so if you're a blood artist and uh what's the one from Battle for Zendikar? Uh Blood Zulaport uh, Cutthroat. Zulaport Cutthroat, do you also play Vindictive Vampire?
1: I don't know. It's just four it's four mana,
0: which is so awkward. A lot. But it's the same, you know, very similar ability. Yeah. Like, how much redundancy do you need of that ability? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I
1: would. I don't don't think you do either, but... Yeah. Unless you're really pushing the theme. Yeah. Yeah, I think it just requires... It's just so much mana. Also, totally looks like Steven Tyler or whatever from Aerosmith. Yeah, it does. When I saw it first, I'm like, what is this? Like, dude from Aerosmith? What is going on here? When he stabs somebody, does he go? <laughs>
2: yeah. A lot.
1: Like I think Orzov Enforcer is pretty good. Like one in a black for two, one two. Death Touch Afterlife one. Like I think it's just a solid creature. But
0: that seems like a really. I, 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 is this a uh common uncommon cube card?
1: I'm I'm most likely playing this in peasant. Okay. Yeah. I'd be surprised if I didn't, but it's definitely in the running. And like, priest of forgotten gods is just I. I'm sure it's like I've seen it do work in constructed, but it's just so much effort for cube.
0: Yeah, this this is this will certainly see some play in standard, that's for sure, and like constructed. Cause you just have a lot of ways to abuse it and you have more copies of it and you, you know, I think there's a lot to, uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff with this card. Yeah. Especially with the afterlife cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, or like with Judas. Like it's really right. good. Right. Exactly. 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 It's like,
1: ooh. well, we'll, we'll get to her. Yeah.
0: <laughs> red. Yeah. Has- I don't know if there's any other black cards. How about, uh, red? Mm-hmm.
1: In red, there's electro dominance, which is weird. Okay, so first of all, with our metal
0: theme, there's literally a cult called amplifier. Yeah, yeah, that definitely is. It's def. I mean, definitely very metal. It's literally part of the equipment on stage. Oh. Okay. Um, so, uh, so. All right. I so we we're talking uh, about electro dominance.
1: I guess we'll read it. X R R instant. Electrodominance deals X damage to any target. You may cast a card with converted mana cost X or less from your hand without playing its converted mana cost.
0: I feel like this card is neat. It does enough stuff to be fine on its own. It's not obviously not, you know, not, you know, it's at least it's instant speed. It's only one extra red for the instant speed fireball. Yeah. Um, the free spell staple to it at instant speed, I think, is lots of stories will be told about what you did mm-hmm. when you cast Electrodominance. Like, yeah. I'm going to tell you, after you tell your opinion, I'm going to tell you my first Electrodominance story of playing with it. And that was hmm. on, you know, day one of the pre-release. So, oh. what 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 are your thoughts about this?
1: I think it's okay. Like, I had it, there was, so I had it in, like, this red-black aggressive deck, and you know, it obviously, wasn't the deck for it, so it just moved it to the sideboard. But part of me thinks, like the whole like base rate thing, where if something doesn't really have the best base rate, sometimes it can suffer. But it's it's a card like a lot of these kind of cards are weird. Like I think Cardi's Expertise is really an underrated card, but there's only so much room for non like once you get the cre- once you get the aggro creatures and then like the burn. And then there's just like aggro spells. There's only so much room. Especially if you're playing stuff like Pyroclasm and, you know, the, the red Rats. There's only something's gotta give. But I think this card's fine. Like I don't think it's absurd or anything. But I mean I didn't really get any kind of really cool stories with it, unfortunately.
0: Okay. So to HG. Uh our opponents attack us with a four three and like multiple three threes, I think it was. Um, or maybe it was a pair of four threes. And anyway, a lot of damage. So I cast Electro Dominance for three, killing one of their four threes, and then from my hand played Act of Treason, taking one of their three threes and blocking their other four three with it. Hmm. Well then. <laughs> and they're just like, D- yeah, y- yeah, like, that sucked. Like, so, I think there's lots of, I think the fact that it lets you break the instant, the sorcery speed rule with the second spell you cast, I think gives you some opportunity to come up with some neat things to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Or just letting you cast two spells for one, like Electrodominance and then Arc Lightning. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever that might be. I mean, shoot. Uh, 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 can we, you know, uh Electrodominance Ancestral Visions Yeah. You know, for some amount. Mm-hmm.
1: Will, it's also a nice thing to do, also, just, like, to pick fights. It's like, end of turn, do this.
0: Oh, yeah, because they're like, do I really care about this? What else is going to happen if I don't do this? Mm-hmm. The old, what could possibly go wrong? Scenario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love I love that. Like, in Magic, you're like, w- what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. C- could we lose? Probably. I guess. So I don't know. I like it because of the. I, I like the. I like all cards that have kind of like a story component in them. Like one of the major reasons I really, you know, in addition to it being decent and good, uh, Chaos Warp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like Chaos Warp because you don't know what's gonna happen. Like, and it's gonna be like, hey, this one time we do this, and ultimately, well, I think when you're playing like casual Magic, I think you want like neat moments. Mm-hmm. Like you want like fun gameplay and neat moments, and I think. I think this qualifies, and and I think the base rate and everything is good enough that it's uh you know it, it's worth I think it's it's worthy. It certainly replaces a lot of the other like awkward burn x, x damage spells
1: mm-hmm. that yeah, we played over the years. Kind of like, eh.
0: So I, I certainly think this one fills a nice uh a nice niche as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. And instant speed fireballs are great.
1: Yeah. Screws up math. Yeah, it definitely does. Alright. You know, I like it. Light up the stage. What do you think of this one?
0: Okay, so obviously this card I think is very, very good in constructed. I think anytime you get to it, I don't know. I, I have trouble not seeing this card as being awesome. It's in great. Cube also. I, I it really, seems, I'd it watch. seems ridiculous to me. It seems like, especially because you have another full turn cycle to cast the spells.
1: Yeah. And you can get lands too, which is, Correct. Which at first I was like, when I first saw it and like, you could cast lanes, I was like, eh, whatever. But it like, really helps with reducing the whiff rate. Yes.
0: Also, the, yeah, the fact that it says play and not cast those is, is huge.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've, no, I've I... really like this card, it, at least in aggressive decks. Like, I can't see yeah. playing this in like a control deck, but like, I remember there was one time, I think in that, in like a red aggressive deck where it was just like, attack you for one, and then light up the stage. And then reveal Mountain Swift Spear. And I was like, okay. <laughs> play Mountain Swift Spear and then pass.
0: Right. Just just had a one mana draw to. Yeah. 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 Like I, no, I, I, I don't know. This card seems excellent to me.
1: Which is, it's a little weird just like if your opponent stabilizes. Like, then you have so to. So then game. you cast it for three, right? Like, yeah, even then, that's not terrible. It's, it's not a great. three
0: mana draw to, but basically, so it's
1: a what? It's a. It's a divination. A divination, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Which isn't like. Which isn't great, but I mean, if your opponent. if you're But it's in state, red. Yeah, like if you're in a board state where your opponent's stabilized, you most likely have the lands to cast the stuff anyway. Correct. And like if you're playing this in like decks with like six drops and seven drops, A, why are you doing that in your aggressive deck? Just don't do it. Like that's just terrible. Like, oh no, I revealed my wormcoil Engines. Like, why are you playing wormcoil Engine in your aggressive deck? Like, so, on. I mean, but maybe, maybe there's a spot if you're like the
0: white-red board control deck or a wildfire deck or something like that where you play this because you don't have access to the blue card drawing anyway and it's just a mid-to-late game spell. It could be. Like, you're just like, you're okay just casting it for three mm-hmm. and then maybe you get a land and then maybe you cast your Inferno Titan the next turn hmm Yeah. I, I, I mean, I could see it being useful in those... And like I said, in not colors and decks that don't have access to card draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know. I dig it. I feel like it's pretty great. great. This
1: card is real good. We think of um, Rick's Moddy Revler? All right, Rick's Moddy Reveler.
0: Let me take a look at this one. It's the, all right, it's so, the bear. All right, so... One and a red for a two-two human shaman. Spectacle of two red black. Okay, so that means something extra is gonna happen. When it enters the battlefield, discard and then draw. If its spectacle cost was paid, instead discard your hand and then draw three. Huh.
1: I, I haven't liked it so far. It's been it's been okay. Like it's it's mainly just been for red aggressive decks, just uh-huh. to do some filtering, and it's fine in that role. Like, you can probably play it in, like, Reanimator or something, just to dump something in the graveyard or something, but I haven't really seen that happen, so that's certainly useful for it. I think it's mainly, like, a mostly red card, and, like, if you have... Like, if you're in Rakdos, you definitely play it, but I mean, it's, it's something I, I've seen people play, too. Like, even if they're, like, mostly red and have a few black sources, like, say they have, like, a blood crypt and a couple fetches, like, it still works there. Because the downside is just so low, it's just like, okay. Whereas, like, in another format, you might have to, like, have your lands come to play tapped or something. (gasps) But in cube, just because the mana fixing is so good. Yeah, I I can see that. Yeah. So then do you
0: classify so but did you classify this then as a as a Ractus card or as a red card?
1: Right now I'm classifying it as red, just because like okay. most most of the time it's been in red ducks. And like it's kind of a weird dichotomy where it's just like something like Curt Ape, like you have to have a forest in play when you either play it or soon, or it's or it's pretty much dead. Like a one man one one ain't doing Jack, but something like this is still alive if you draw on turn two, because it still kind of goes with the game plan pretty well. So that's pretty much what I've been doing with it. With it. it's just been as a red card, which has been pretty solid. It hasn't been absurd, but it's been solid. I wish it was two RR, but you know you can't you can't get everything, you know.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Yeah, I, right. I think I think.
0: There there's room in... I think there's room to run it in red. Because red two drops, while there's some, like, there's lots of flex spots that are just, like, whatever. Like, this guy gets plus two power when attacking, or, you know. There's lots of those kind of, like, less inter- interesting ones I think that you can sub out for this one. But I think mm-hmm. if you're classifying it as a Rakdos card, I think there are just way too many better yeah. consistent Rakdos cards. Yeah. What
1: do you think of Skargon Hellkite?
0: All right, so this is yeah. I'm, I'm man. I'm, I had not see this card appear this at all. All right, that's mythic. That's why. So three oh, yeah. red, red for a four, four flying riot dragon. Three in a red, it deals two damage divided as you choose among one or two targets. Activate this ability only if it has a plus one, plus one counter on it. All right. Yes. So so it's either a four, four haster, or a five, five for five that gets this ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, as a 5
1: 5 four, 5 with that ability, it seems really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like, the fork bolt ability is kind of expensive, but that's fine.
0: Yeah, it's just, like, end of turn, I have extra mana. Because it's, like, it's, it's just it's two targets, too, right? I mean, it goes to
1: the face. Yeah, yeah, you can bolt, you can, yeah, just dome somebody. It's pretty much fork bolt. I, I'm pretty sure it's the exact the the text, too, I think.
0: Yeah, it's two damage divided, as you choose, among one or two targets. yeah.
1: Yeah, Fork Bolt deals two damage divided as you choose among one or two targets. Yeah, it's the exact same wording. Yeah, I think this card's... It feels a little underrated because I think its most obvious analogs are Thundermaw and Glorybringer. Glorybringer. Yeah, Yeah. and I I think, ironically, Glorybringer was underrated when it came out just because it's like, what if you don't want to exert it? What if I want to untap my guy? Yeah, uh, like don't exert it. Yeah, don't exert it. Don't
0: attack. I don't know. And no, famously, uh, no one's forcing you to play
1: bad magic. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't play bad magic. Don't don't do that. I think this card's really. I've liked this card, um, kind of like, even in like the aggressive mirrors, sometimes where you need to kind of jockey for position mm-hmm. and try to go bigger than the other person, or you know, try to grind the opponent out. Yeah, it's card grinds. Yeah, because even as a like as a five five flyer for five, it's pretty big, outclasses most non Titan things in the format. And then it's just like, okay, I need to shields up and just start floor bolting. Mm-hmm. And I think eventually you reach the point where, because it costs five mana, I eventually you reach the point where you can do it twice, and then it's like, oh dear, this is that actually happened, I think. Somebody had it in like a red green ramp deck mm-hmm. where it was just like cast it, make it a 5-5. Five, five. It's like, yep, okay. And then it was like, I think I had a couple flyers out. I was like in a blue-white tempo deck. I'm like, I really hope he doesn't see the line to kill my flyers and then attack me and then bolt me to die. And he did. I was like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this card's great. I don't know, in the grand scheme of things, where I would rate it with regards to, like, Glory Bringer and Thundermaw Hellkite and Zealous and Kiki Jiki and whatever. But I think it's still a very good card. Like, I think it's great. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm... I'm probably... I'm most likely going to be playing it, and I don't know how long it's going to last, just because I'm not entirely sure where it ranks amongst whatever, but, you know, I think it's still a good card. And I think it's... I'm not really a big, huge fan of, like, absolutist ratings. This is, like, this card is... Definitely 100% better than this or whatever. This is, you play this at this size just because it can be a bit, I don't know, not really a huge fan of, like, how that stacks out. Like, it usually tends to be a bit reductionist. Sure. And it's just like, this card is good. Like, in my usual reviews, I usually just don't say, like, play this at 540. I'm just like, this card is good. Like, Skargon Hellkite is good. Or, like, this card is really good. You know, just because it, most people aren't, there really isn't a, even when you ask, like, people in general, it's just like, how would you rate these five drops in red? And, you know, you get kind of a variable answer. Same thing with this, though. This car's great. Sorry about the, yeah. the long... Yeah. <laughs>
0: Rambling. That's what, that's, what, that's what people have come to expect. Man. I was about
1: to say it's it's kind of what you come here for. It's it's the, right right. It's it's references it's kind of, to kind of a thing. References to useless ten year old computer games. <laughs> what, what do you think of skewer the critics? By the way, I okay.
0: In general, cards great. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the type of thing that red decks want to be doing. It's the exact type of thing that, like you know. This card feels like it fits very much into any of like the burn decks, the, you know, in constructed formats, any of the burn decks, any of the, uh, you know, experimental frenzy, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff where you just want to be jamming as many spells as possible. Um, you know, most of which are going to the face, but I just don't know in cube if this is what you necessarily want to be doing because um, obviously three mana bolt is not impressive. But uh as a one mana bolt post combat or at the end of turn being able to basically bolt bolt someone to almost dead, I, I certainly think it has its applications.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But I, I could see not playing it. But I don't know. I, I, man, I, I think this card's gonna make a lot of waves in other formats, especially standard and stuff like that. Yeah. That I'm, I'm curious to see. Especially because if you're, if we're, you know, in, instituting a lot of other cards that are dealing damage, like the demon and stuff like that, like that you just kinda almost automatically always have spectacle.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I mean, are you willing to just like, if you're a red aggressive deck, are you willing to just like, you know, when given the opportunity, just to like bolt the face to get some extra damage in? Or do you want to really hold it for, for something later? Mm-hmm. I yeah. guess is, is what it is. And I, and I would wager that uh, more often than not, you probably just want to, you know, you can get your extra damage in, but I, I don't know. It's like 50-50.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think this is I, definitely better for cube than like lava spike and probably rift bolt, I'd say. Lava Spike for sure. Just because you know, yeah, Lava Spike, Spike for is sure. so yeah. like narrow. It's just like yeah, it does one thing. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. I think it's close with Rift Bolt because ultimately Rift Bolt and this have the same cost if you want to cast it right away. Yeah. But if you're willing to wait for the restriction, it only costs one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think this is a better restriction than. But I, I, I would turn. rather have this restriction than waiting a, a, a turn.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, as well. I think the, the pure burn deck, like, can have a game plan at least in constructed, where the the way I've always kind of imagined it is kind of like this like wizard that's kind of like running away from whatever the opponent's trying to do and just kind of like throwing a bunch of burn spells, you know, like running backwards or something essentially ignoring what the other person's doing, it's like, okay, uh, uh, bolt you. Bolt, you know, just keep repeatedly, like, showering bolts, and it's kind of like that with this, too, where, you know, I think it's it's not that great at removing roadblocks. I think I remember when Tragic Slip first came out, I think a lot of people, at least for Constructed, were thinking it was, like, a one-mana Vindicate or one-mana Terminate or something. And, and that's definitely not how it played in reality, like... It usually was, like, a post-combat, you know, just, like, chump attack, and then, some, oh, something of mine died, I'll, uh, Tragic Slip your thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, this is just, like, most of the time it can't really... It doesn't... It's not the best at hitting creatures, but it can, but I think this is still fine. Like, it's probably... It's not really as universally playable, something like an Incinerate or something, but I think it's still... I've, st- I've liked it. I'm trying to remember if decks have been playing it. I think it got spoiled a bit too late for it to really see play. Mm. But I think there was a deck like there was like this red aggressive deck that would have really used it well. But yeah, I think it just got spoiled a bit too late. And but I'm going to try to get some more reps with it and get more of a a more uh, concrete impression of it. But I think it's it's still a solid card. Yeah, I think it's solid for yeah. sure. It's definitely better than like some of these other cards, like Immolation Shaman, which is like a bad Harsh Mentor or Claimer Shaman, which is like a bad like a uh, On Crop Crasher or whatever. Right, right, right. You're D- right. Inferior versions of other of other cards.
0: Yeah, yeah I don't think red has
1: a, a, a ton more to to offer really. No, not really. What do you think of Biogenic Ooze? That card? The card's a fun one. Yeah,
0: I was actually having a Biogenic Ooze conversation last night. Uh, so Biogenic Ooze is three green-green for a 2-2 two, two Ooze. When it comes into play, enter, get a 2-2 two, two Ooze. At the beginning of your end step, put a plus-one, plus-one counter on each Ooze, and then one green-green-green, create a 2-2 two, two Ooze. hmm So, basically, when you cast, you're getting... You're getting... Two three threes. If yeah. nothing else happens.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That next turn would become four fours. You can tap extra mana, get an extra one. I think it's interesting, but I mm-hmm. don't know how, what interesting is worth. I think the nice part about it is, you know, so green's got lots of you know, army in a can cards. Mm-hmm. That, you know, if just like left unattended, can just take over a game. And this is certainly one of those, much like, you know, Master of the Wild Hunt or stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so maybe in that sense it's good. Um, there's lots of options at Greenspot. I don't, I don't know. This, I'm, I'm having trouble evaluating this card. When we were talking about it last night, if this is something that you want to be doing, like because ultimately they don't have evasion, they don't have anything else, they don't have anything to do with them, like Master of the Wild Hunt, where they they double as removal. You know, it's just guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like guys. I mean, oozes. That's pretty much green just, in a nutshell. Is guys just <laughs> stuff like put more stuff on the battlefield. hmm I mean... Yeah. We're not getting a chance to play this, man. It's it's kind of tough to see how it actually works out, but uh, especially in cube, like, obviously in, like, regular limited and stuff like that, it's, it seems absurd, because you just get to take over the board. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, there's so many ways. Now, I, this is... So this, to me, feels like the ultimate mid-range card. Like... If it gets to the point where this thing stays in the play against aggressive decks, it can't possibly win. Yeah. Unless you're just, like, drawing your burn spells. It's, like, kind of the only way it's, it's happening.
1: Yeah, what, about uh, like, six? Okay. Come on, balls.
0: You know, right, right. Come on, you know, let up the stage. Uh, but against control, I feel like you can go through, like, lots of effort to make lots of guys, and they're just like, eh, don't know. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I think it's more interesting than a lot of the other five drops outside of, you know, stuff like Acidic Slime, which is super necessary. Uh, although I do like some of the you know, there's like the, the Hydra doubles every time you attack. <laughs> yeah, Colonian Hydra. Colonian Hydra and you know, and I do like creatures like that, but you know, green fives or whatever. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I've liked this yeah. card. Like I've seen a lot of people compare it to like Whisperwood Elemental
0: Oh, the one that you get to uh, make guys off the top of your library?
1: Yeah, yeah, you manifest. But I I don't know, like, the analogy I was thinking, you know, I've been thinking when when it's been played is, uh... Like, Huntmaster of the Fells? Sure. Where it's like, it makes something when it comes into play, and it has a bit of spot removal protection, where Mm -hmm. if they kill it, you still get a dude. And, like, if you kill a Huntmaster, they still get a 2-2, which isn't great, but it's still... You still get something out of it. And if they don't, it can take advantage, It can take over a board state real fast. <laughs> like, so when we did the round robin there, you know, I did the first match in one, and then the other two paired or, you know, then they paired up. Um, now, I think I did two matches, and then I did the other one last, I think, when I wasn't in there. So then I was going to, like, just dirtle around, and then I was just like, why don't I just watch Magic, like, get some more information on stuff. Sure. And it's just kind of like where you got the green ramp player, got Biogenic Ooze out, got a dude, and then it was like, okay, just next turn, you can't kill it, make more dudes. Right. Okay, now you're dead.
0: It's like, okay. Right, yeah, certainly, like I said, being left alone, this card can get out of hand.
1: Yeah. and, and like For the- sure. It's kind of like with the Hellkite, where the mana cost isn't great. Like one triple green to create a two-two isn't like, you know, I'm not I'm not jumping for joy for, you know, that efficiency. But it's right, but on but on the other hand, it's not really a two-two.
0: It's a three-three this turn. That might be a four-four next turn.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that might that's that's going to scale. You know,
1: yeah, it just gets bigger and bigger. It just gets more. More out of hand. Yeah, I, I certainly think this is could be fun.
0: And I think that's enough for for to to, to game with it.
2: hmm Yeah, there's
0: and also again, like you know, there's there's we've mentioned a lot of cards so far this this cat cast that are just like, yeah. Like, you know, we didn't talk about a bunch of white fours. You know what I mean? Like spots that are just like or red fours that are just like flooded with great cards. hmm You know, we're 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 hitting a lot of other spots in the curve It's just like, Oh yeah,
2: okay.
1: Yeah. I think the closest has been, like, with the red fives, and even then it's just, like, this card punches with those also. Like, I don't think it's, you know, a lot of these have been, yeah, kind of just, like, cards that are fine, or mana costs that aren't super competitive. Right. But I think this card's, I mean, there's also little interactions, like, two power, so, like, you can get them with recruiters and whatever. Or, oh, like, okay, sure. Bring them back with Arc or whatever. I think this card's nice. Like, again, I'm not sure where to rank it in the grand scheme of things, just because, especially with green fours, they just do... Or green fives, just because they do so much different stuff, like... Right. Between Hermit, and then, like, Acidic Slime, and then... Right, which are, like, two, like, automatics. And Mm -hmm. then, like, past there, how
0: many green five creatures are just like, well, of course you play that card.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's another thing where it's just, like... Um, a lot of, a lot, you know, there's great five-mana Planeswalkers, too, like the Nissa's and Erics mm-hmm. and whatever. But yeah, I like this card. The thing about N-Graze Forerunners, I think we talked about it before the podcast, is like, every time I see it, I think it's like N-Maze Forerunners, like, with the whole right. Dragon's Maze, and I guess they kind of ditched that because they decided Jace is going to be the guild pact, and then they just kind of just tossed the maze away, I guess. They kind of put the closet. <laughs> they put it in the closet, like they packed up the Christmas tree, like, okay, we're done. Right, right, we're done with this stupid maze thing. Yeah. There's nobody playing, like, Christmas music in April or whatever.
0: <laughs> so, so this card is just, <laughs> so, this is like Crater, hoof, right? Like yeah, it's, it's, crater the, Huff, right? Yeah, essentially. That's the analog. It's another Crater Huff for yeah, your five, creature decks.
1: A 5 triple green, 7 7, vigilance, trample, haste. When it enters the battlefield, other creatures you control get plus 2, plus 2, and gain vigilance and trample till the end of turn. Yeah, this card's great. Yeah, it's.
0: It, this card seems like it'd be really hard to lose the game when you cast it.
1: I actually had an opponent that green ramped deck I think he cast it. And, like, the Vigilance is great, too, just because you can leave stuff right. behind. Right. But, thankfully, I had a Tapper effect to keep it tapped. Otherwise, I would have been dead. Otherwise, the game would have been over, like... I think I was tapped out. He's like, are you tapped out? I'm like... Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> cast this. Attack with a bunch of Trample. I'm like... Okay, how much can I soak up here? It's like... D-d-d-d-d-d-d. Okay. I am at like... Not I'm a I'm at death door here. And then clawed back, but if it if I got very lucky to to claw back because it, it's weird, like the vigilance is so it almost feels kinda tacked on, like why does this have vigilance but like the turns when you just alpha strike with Crater Hoof and you have like a thousand damage, like yeah, you definitely win those games. Right.
0: But sometimes but like flows, you have to
1: like do
0: they have a trick? If they if they kill one of my guys, they're not dead. Yeah. But I need to pressure them. Mm-hmm. And if they you know, like if I if they kill one of my guys,
1: they can swing back and kill me. Yeah. This stops all of that. Mm-hmm. And it itself, like, you know, has vigilance and trample, which is like right. I've definitely had times where I'm playing against the ramp duck and they swing it's kind of like that board state where they swing for a whole bunch. Put me on very low life total, and I'm able to deal with the 5-5. Like, it doesn't have Trample, but I can just, you know, throw stuff in front of it. Like, I can deal sure. with it. That's fine. But, like, a 7-7 Vigilance in Trample, like, you have to at least respect it. Like, Titans can't deal with it. Right. Some some can, like, realistically. Like, you know, an Inferno Titan can fire-breathe. A death, you know, a Grave Titan can get Death Touch. And worm Coil, but for the most part, like, you have to throw a lot of stuff in front of this. Yeah, this card seems great. Yeah. It
0: is the, like, the quintessential high-end mm-hmm. green creature.
1: Yeah. I, like, I, don't, I don't really know love what
0: grade, to say about think,
1: that. I think Huff might be my favorite 8-drop in cube, and this is, like, pretty close. Or 8-green drop, I should say. Right. But yeah, this seems great. Because it's not Ugin? Yeah, I was about to say it Ugin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's the sickest. Yeah. Guardian Project, I think, is fine. Like, almost as a, like a Life crafters bestiary kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where you take a turn off, and then after that, like, everything is just a draw spell. Right. Especially in Cube.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because we're playing Singleton. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's certainly a, a long game grind. And if you're, you know, if you find that you don't really want it to turns, complete turns off, especially turn four... Or maybe turn 3. Uh. Then maybe this card isn't for you.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, it can be awkward to like cast it and they're like counter it. It's like okay, cool. Um Incubation Druid like for the longest time I thought you could tap for any mana but it's like reflecting pool. We actually had that happen on Tuesday where like they tapped out and I was like no, nah, you can't do that. I'm like what? It's like I Right,
0: right, of any type of lands that you could control could produce or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. Still, still not bad. Yeah, I was about to say, still, still fine. Well, and I think this card increases dramatically if you have like a plus one, plus one counters theme. Yeah. So if you have, and you know, I mean, I don't, but uh, if you have something like if you're playing a more you know modern cube with mostly newer cards. If you have things like, you know, lots of abilities that give things plus one plus one counters, like distribute this many plus one plus one counters or whatever that might be, right? Like all those kinds of cards make this card really good, especially if they're fairly early on. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, you know what tapping, you know, you know what's better than tapping for one? Tapping for three. Like, so. Yeah. I mean shoot. It's What about like in the uh what's his name deck? You know, the uh like a uh Anafenza, Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's deck, like, oh. that, that, I think gives plus one plus one counters and oh now we got three mana. I'm like, oh so I I don't I mean, I'm not playing it in my cube. I don't think it's necessarily I think there's lots of other better options uh for mana dorks mm-hmm. uh before you get to this one. Um but if you run a plus one plus one counter theme I certainly
1: think it's neat yeah yeah it's definitely got some got some legs there
0: and you could tap itself to help pay for the adapt cost
1: Mm mhm yeah I think that's something that's that's underrated in that aspect I think it's I think it's solid it's not like absurd but it's it's fine yeah, it's fine. It's yeah, two, I think Wilderness, whatever... What is Wilderness that? Reclamation. I think that's more of a constructed card,
0: really. For I sure. Think. Yeah. That card's going to be...
1: That yeah, that card yeah. could potentially be a problem. Yeah, like, it, it turbocharges, like, the Nexus decks and, like, the Chemist's Insights, but I think... I, I don't know. I just don't feel like there's quite enough of payoff in cube for it. Well, so you need Mana sinks at instant speed.
0: To yeah. be able to float your mana through your end step. Mm-hmm. Through the, you know, in your end step through the trigger, which is where most of that happens. You know, that's where Nexus happens most of the time. It's where, you know, you can expansion explosion, uh, you know, explosion people
2: mm-hmm.
0: that yeah. way too. Um, you know, it's courser of Crewfix, but in an enchantment only version that can't get killed by creatures. I don't think it has a place in cube. I think it has a place in combo queue, potentially. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a combo enabler,
1: mm-hmm. but... Yeah. It, it's kind of weird, though. Like, a lot of the Storm kills can't use this. Like, the only Storm card that really works with it is, like, Brain Freeze, which is awkward. Like, you can't use it with Tendrils or, nope. like, gr- Empty the Warns or anything. It's pretty much just, like, it's just Grape... Sh- or, you know, just Brain Freeze... So that really concludes the uh the Wooburg cards which I think are pretty solid. There's not like I don't know. It doesn't feel quite as in-depth as uh as Guilds, but I think there's still some decent stuff
0: there. Oh, for sure. There's got, there's there's quite a few and like I said and in, and in a couple of kind of weak positions on the mana curve, we get some extra options which is always appreciated. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm. So with the guilds, do you want to talk about, uh I just kind of put this in order that I felt like talking about them. Like, sure. So I guess with Azorius, um, I might as well start with that, because that's what I put there. Um, first one, Deputy of Detention, uh, one, a white and a blue for Vidalcan Wizard, not a human, because that deck doesn't need any more health. Oh god, can you imagine? Yeah, that would just be, yeah, Vile this in, or whatever, uh, Coco this, whatever, I don't know. Uh, whenever Deputy Detention enters the battlefield, Exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls and all other non-land permanents. That player controls the same type as that permanent until Deputy Detention leaves the battlefield. Funny story. If you target their thing, like if they they and you have the same one, it doesn't get yours. Which is funny because I wanted to do that because... I had a phantasmal image, and I was like... Huh? I was like, can I exile this with that? Nope.
0: Yeah, it's Dang worded on. differently.
1: Yeah. It's, right? it's a weird one. Is it worded differently? It's, it specifies opponent, and I think Detention
0: Sphere says... Well, right, says so it's just... Right, because this can only target your opponent's permanence.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Detention Sphere, I think, is like... uh You may exile target non permanent, not need Detention Sphere... And all permanents with the same name. Yeah, all permanents. Yes. Not with
0: all permanents that that player controls.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so like if you control Jace's Mind Sculptor and they do too, and if you desphere it, they both get exiled, but if you, if you deputy, you only get theirs. Right. So what do you think of this thing?
0: So, so with, with that interest, so, okay. I don't think I like this as much as I like detention sphere because mm. i think detention sphere is a harder to remove permanent than a one three
1: yeah for sure
0: um that being said you know and we're and we're, in a, and we're in a, you know we're in a what's his name format we're in a singleton format so it's never getting more than one card like Not it make get, get tokens right so like maelstrom pulse right it may get tokens or whatever. And so certainly there's still value in, like, being able to get one thing that could get more than one. Mm-hmm, but yeah. for me, because, you know, a lot of people are just going to want to make the swap, right, like this for Detention Sphere, because that's the easy swap. I I think I still think I like Detention Sphere better. Yeah. Because that it's harder to deal with and
1: harder to get your stuff back. Mm-hmm. I think it, for me, it's like, uh, when I, when I tried it out, it's, they definitely play different roles in different decks. Like for a blue-white control deck, I definitely want sphere more, but for like Mm -hmm. a blue-white control, like a tempo kind of deck, which is kind of what they're pushing with this. Right. Because like, they saw Teferi's influence, bad pun intended, (laughs) on, you know, on standard, so they were like, we can't give that deck more tools. I could link it in the show notes, but I'm going to forget. So let's pretend I did. But you know, they were like, we're aware of how good that card is and we don't want to make it worse. So we're going to focus more on blue white tempo with cards like deputy. So mm-hmm. it was kind of right. weird. And, and if you want to support that in your cube, like, which I think
0: we all do, then yeah, then I can absolutely see it because so we have a, we have a lot of these like three mana exile one of their guys until this thing leaves the battlefield, right? Like scene hunters and and stuff yeah. like that. Like but they, this kind of steps it up to the next level of, like, actually just getting rid of any permanent.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the issue, like, with the uh, like the, the fiend hunters and whatnot of the world is, like, A, they really weren't that efficient for the mana costs. Like, like, I'd heard arguments that people don't play fiend hunters because, you know, they can kill it and get their thing back. The issue is that there's not efficient creatures. Like three mana is fine to exile something. That's kinda of like the, the retail cause. But sure. For exiling a creature, it's like one or two. And like three white threes have just gotten so much better over the past few years, you know, like hallowed spirit keeper and you know stuff right. like that. There's just like Bremaz, where it's just like, Okay, here's this and then like you know, as cliche as it may sound, I think this is, this card's been great. In like blue white tempo decks, like it's just yeah, been, I, no, I could 100% see that. Yes. Yeah, it's just like how much space do you want to def- like like the one and two is like fractured identity and Teferi, you know, wh- wherever you want to rank those one or two, and then after <clears throat> that, it kind of gets kind of blurry. Like yeah, like supreme verdict
0: mm-hmm. is probably like yeah, if you want blue white control to be a thing, that's probably in the the you know on the on the the metal stand.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like you get Tef yeah, you have like Supreme Verdict and like Sphere and this and Geist. You know, lots of like knobs you can push mm-hmm. and twist if you have like a larger multicolor. Even like you could like you know, play that way. But I think it's mainly just that. And I think Dovin too, which is a little bit more universal. But Yeah, that that one and that but that one certainly
0: rewards the uh what's his name? The uh that archetype. So basically I feel like this is hey if you want to push the blue white attacking deck then it's Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. If your if your blue white primarily wants to be a control deck, I think you're better off sticking with sphere and yeah. and not and not sweating it.
1: Yeah. Or even like Geist I think, just because like you can always sideboard in Geist just to, like get people. Just because they'll, like, cite out all their removal and just be like, okay, here's this six, you, six, you, deal with this or you're dead kind of thing. Right. I think Dovin, I might as well read that card out loud, too. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's go right into it. Yeah, we'll just, we'll jump into that one. Uh, Dovin, Grand Arbiter. Uh, I always feel like saying Augustine or Justin. Right, afterwards. right. Grand Arbiter, Justin. Yep. <laughs> one, a white and a blue. Legendary Planeswalker, Dovin. Loyalty, three. Plus one until the end of turn. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may put a loyalty counter on Dovin Grand Arbiter. Minus one. Create a colorless Thopter artifact creature token with flying. You gain one life. And then minus seven, the entire reason you plus in the first place. Look at the top ten cards of your library. Put three of them in your hand, and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So essentially like a super dig through time. I really like this card. Again, mainly just for tempo decks. I don't... Sure. I don't know if I would play this in a control deck. Maybe as, like, a stall, because you can have it play the part of, like, a weird Bitter Blossom.
0: Or yeah, there. except for that almost, if they have more than one creature, almost assuredly it's just dying the turn after. Yeah. Because, you know, if they have two creatures, you know, there's there's not a whole lot of one power you know...
1: Attack with my Sakura Tribelder,
0: <laughs> right? Exactly. Yes. If you're attacking with your Tribelder and they, you know, I don't know, a of War Elf, right? Yeah. But I have a feeling you probably have other uses for those rather than attacking.
1: Yeah, it, it, if my opponent's attacking with a Lana War Elf, I'm like, si- I'm like silently fist bumping them, like, yes,
0: right? Like they have nothing else to
1: do, yep. nothing else to do. Okay, so awesome! This is great. But yeah, I um. See, I haven't really seen it play much in like, blue-white control decks, but in tempo decks it's another one of those cards where it can, it can, th- it threatens the dig, the super dig through time real fast, and it doesn't end the game like a lot of ultimates. Like it doesn't go, oh, I do this, I win. But, right. you dig through time for three? That's pretty close usually. Yeah, it's pretty close. Um... It takes a while to get there, too,
0: and you certainly have to be... So I think the my issue with this card is that you have to kind of be on the offense and defense at the same time if you want to get to the 7.
1: Well, you mainly just have to be on, like, on the... Up- you have to be, like, of a better board position than your opponent, because, like, right. they can't afford to attack you, so you're kind of, like, pressing the advantage kind of thing. It's mainly, like... Like, these blue-white aggressive decks that I just tend to like drafting anyway. Like, these, like... Where they borrow... Where they take advantage of the cheap white creatures and, like, Mm -hmm. utilize the blue whatever elements. Like, whether it's Disruption, or, like, Bounce, or counter magic, You know, just, like... Enough of an incentive to play blue. Even if it's, like, Mana Leaks or whatever. And, like, it's essentially for that deck. And I think both of these cards kind of occupy that same niche... Where, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'd say probably with Lavinia too. Where, like the blue-white control deck doesn't really isn't really interested in that kind of card, and I guess it's something like that too with like the black aggro thing. Where it's like, if you're if you're not playing it right now, Gutterbones does nothing for you, right? But if, <laughs> so if we're just play, adding Gutter Bones, you're like, hey, this card looks good. Eh. Yeah, like, if your, if your, like, if your black section is, is like literally, like, if it's like combo, control, and reanimator or something, like, it's like right. gonna, a 2-1 one for 1 isn't gonna do anything, nope. because it, nope. it runs completely counterproductive to all those goals. But it may help hit that critical mass, like, if you were unhappy with the black creature package for aggressive decks, it's like, I gotta play Carnophages and like Reaver drones and that's why I don't like Black Agra, which is which makes sense. Like that's a fine angle. Oh. But it's like that and spawn of mayhem may push it up to that critical mass where you're happy enough doing it. And it may be the same way too, with blue white, where it's like there really wasn't as much of an incentive, but both of these cards might push that advantage, like push you to do it. It's something that is a, it's a, a, a judgment call, and it's again one of those things where I'm not like if you're an X-size cube, you play it. But it's essentially archetype support. Sure. And I'd say that with Lavinia also. I might as well read that card out loud too. Lavinia yeah, I and mean, we're, we're kind of all,
0: they kind of all fall into the same category, right? Like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A white and a blue for a 2-2. Each opponent, legendary creature human, of course, soldier. Each opponent can't cast creature spells with converted mana cost greater than. Can't cast whatever. non-creature spells. Yeah. Sorry. Non-creature spells. Greater than the number of lands that player controls whenever an opponent casts a spell, if no mana was spent to cast it, counter that spell. So essentially it stops the opponent from like ramping. Yeah. Like the artifact ramping. mana ramp. Or if, like you know, if you have like moxes and whatever, like this stops them completely. So that's cool. Right. Or, so uh,
0: this is this is a this is a uh nice lands idiot. Why don't yeah. you just cast a three drop instead?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's essentially, and essentially, that's what death and taxes is, as historically, as an archetype. It's, I think, like Emma Handy did an article for SUG, talking about like hate cards and how some like straight up stop something, and some are kind of like a floodgate where they kind of hold the opponent off. Right. And this is one of those where it's not gonna like stop anybody completely, but it holds them off. And it's the same thing with like deputy detention. Like you're not really. Looking to exile something. You're not for looking good. for a permanent
0: answer. You're looking for a temporary answer so you can finish, you know, what you started.
1: Yeah, it's like with Le- Leon and Relic Order, you know, one double white for two two. Essentially with right. that, yeah, where you ex- you you uh, temporarily exile an artifact or enchantment. And like yeah, it's worse at getting rid of mana rocks and whatever. But that's not the entire point. It's to provide mm-hmm. enough disruption and a clock. To disrupt right. your opponent,
0: hence, hence, hence the tempo. You know, the, the very nature of tempo decks is like enough disruption, keep people on their back foot, kill them in the meantime before they can truly recover.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's mainly the thing here. So I think that's like, so. What do you think of? So then, if
0: that's the case, how do you feel about this card for Cube, Lavinia?
1: Lavinia, I, I think honestly, like, like I've been trying it out, and it's. It's kind of like with Tithe Taker, where it's been either amazing or useless. And its base mode is less than Tithe Taker, but in the matchups where it's absurd, it's, like, absurd. Like, if you can stop your opponent from ramping or, you know, from using Moxon. Like, that that Sir Funchalot guy, um, he has, like, a powered cube that's kind of, like, essentially what the Moto Vintage Cube should be. And like an unpowered cube, which is more, quote-unquote, fair. And he's been playing Lavinia in it, and it's been you know, unsurprisingly really good in those kind of tempo decks because your opponent can't, like, storm off or something because nice tendrils when you only have two lands out, so good job. But again, it's not a full stop to those cards. It's just... Right. Also,
0: I think if you don't support those kinds of decks in your cube, I think this card goes significantly down in value. Yeah. If there's no storm deck. If there's no if you don't play a lot of artifact mana. Yeah. Then yeah, then, then was- this card goes way down because people are for the most part casting fair amounts of things. Yeah. Um and the green deck is casting creatures. creature spells most of the time with their with their extra mana with their creatures. So like that doesn't count either. So mm-hmm. I think if if there's not that component of lots of artifact mana trying to do unfair things, mm-hmm. Then I think this card becomes mostly unplayable compared to a lot of other things. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Once, once it's prey, like, takes up significantly less of the metagame. Yeah. Be- because if say you're running a cube where you don't have a lot of mana rocks, you don't have archetypes that really jump or like cheat stuff. Not right, the there's case. not a lot of things. There's not a lot of
0: spells being cast for zero mana.
1: Yeah, then it gets significantly worse. Then, then I, if it's like a, a quote unquote stock legacy cube or you know stock unpowered cube, I probably wouldn't. It, it probably wouldn't even be in the running. But it mainly just depends on those other strategies.
0: Right, and it's and interestingly enough, it stops things with alternate mana cost too. So things like. Force of will, things like days mm-hmm. or whatever, because they're not spending any mana to, to cast it. So
1: yeah, or like Electro Dominance, which is kind of nifty too, or the uh I guess the what the, what's the cycle from uh yeah, Living End, Restore Balance, no, it's Kaladesh. Oh, so, uh, the expertise the cycle.
0: Right. The expertise's stops those. Stops the you know uh ancestral right. The the whole time spiral, you know, time spiral block set of them. mm Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly see it. this card being much more impactful and, and constructed.
1: Yeah. But yeah, in like eternal formats this seems it seems like a a plant for like modern and vintage maybe legacy, but I don't really I mean it stops storm kind of, but I don't Well, it
0: certainly stops storm because right you can't don't the, don't they cast the, the don't they cast the copies that are on the stack.
1: I think so. I think it's mainly to just stop them from casting ad nauseum. Or do they just go on the stack? I don't I don't know. I'm i not hundred percent. I don't think it stops the copies, but at least it stops them from like ritualing into an ad nauseum or something.
0: Right, right. So it stops the ad nauseum, it stops potentially the uh the format spell, but it wouldn't stop like uh it wouldn't stop uh the Oh my god, I mean what can I draw the you know, the one damage spell was stormed for two mana. You mentioned that earlier. Brain Freeze? No, the red, the red one. Grape Shot? Grape Shot.
1: Oh, right, yeah. Cause I'm sure they have two lands in play. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure <laughs> yeah, they probably have two lands for it. But yeah, I think it's one of those cards that varies pretty wildly based on, like, what the, the texture of your cube is. Sure.
0: What about the, uh, anything you want to mention about the, the split uh,
1: cards? split cards? I don't know, like, honestly, a lot of them are pretty, I don't know. Even like expansion explosion, I'm not really super huge on in cube just because it's pretty much just a. Well, what yeah. about the, the, let's talk about it specifically for this one for the blue white cards. Yeah, for the blue white ones, they kind of are similar. Like warrant warden, like put something on top or create a four or 4 like whatever or tap target creature, put make two two flyers like whatever. They're, they're, they're fine. They're, I just think they're this, I don't think these
0: the either mode of these is is good enough to replace other spells. Now, if you're, you know, again, th- you know, you have to keep in mind that, you know, when we mentioned this, we're talking about, like, history of magic, like, compared to other blue-white cards. If you're looking for more blue-white cards, but you, you know, you know, don't have a, a Sphinx's Revelation or don't have, you know, a Geist of St. Draft because you're too expensive, like, you know, obviously there's value to you know what I mean? If you don't have, if if you don't have the other, yeah. What what we always kind of call as better options.
1: I think Depose uh, Deploy seems pretty solid for an uncommon, like mm-hmm. not even like as a budget option. I think that's still like it seems like mainly it's going to be for the uh, the four mana mode because it's an instant. You know that kind of pushes it over the top.
0: Because right, being I, able to get two two dudes at instant speed, gain a little bit of life. Although you know the tapping to draw a card especially if you're in white, that you can use that ability in white. Yeah. Because it's a hybrid card. Mm-hmm. Might not be terrible either. Yeah.
1: Essentially it's a Niveus Wisps that costs two.
0: <laughs> Niveus Wisps? Yep. Here I'm it's, thinking I, like Ice, from like Fire and Ice, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, good old Ice. Cards great. <laughs> good old Fire Ice. I, I was surprised, I was like quite surprised when that got down. Common! I was like, what? It's like, uh... This card's absurd. The card is absurd. Alright, so I guess that wraps up for, uh, for Azorius. Yep. Yeah, right, we got a so... few more, few more to go. Alright. Yeah, so,
0: uh, so the old red and green. So, again, like, all I wanted for Gruul for Christmas was a, a not a four drop spell. It was like something that didn't cost four. And, and I think the happened? best card costs four. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, Domri Bringer, which is uh, two red-green, uh, loyalty five, Planeswalker. Uh, the plus one is add a red or a green. If that mana is spent on a creature spell, it gains Riot, which is the, the new mechanic that you can either have haste or a plus one, plus one counter when it comes into play. Uh, minus three, look at the top four cards of your library, you may reveal up to two creature cards from among them, put them in your hand put the rest of them in the bottom of your library in a random order, and then the ultimate the minus eight is, you get an emblem with, at the beginning of each end step not just your end step, all end steps, create a four four red and green beast creature token with trample so that's, you know, eight, eight free power every turn cycle
1: mm-hmm. here's another one Here's another one.
0: Uh, why does it have to be four mana? Why is all the red and green cards four mana? Why are all the red and green cards four mana? Yep. I mean, to be fair, you know, I like this better than some of the other red green cards, but yeah, like uh, I'm, not su- I'm not super excited by this card. Although the plus one seems pretty good, but like you're probably the plus one's probably blank the first turn you play it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's mo- unless you're playing like a red-green aggro deck, and it's just like- Right, and you're like, I'm gonna cast this goblin
0: guide that I just drew afterwards. And it's a 3-3. And it's a 3-3 haste. Cause Get it's them. already got haste.
1: And I was about to say, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that, I mean, that's kinda nifty. Yeah, I had a deck that did that, something like that, where it's just like, cause it, it's mainly, it, it seems like Domri is more of a ramp card, but, Hey, I drafted a red green aggro deck, so I'll play it. <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially if you you know, if it goes higher than, you know, two mana You mm-hmm. know, on the curve or whatever. It's not just a bunch of, you know, ones and twos and ones and twos. Yeah. So it's
1: like, man, it's Riot. Riot is such a great mechanic. It's it's interesting, like, the power level difference between like Riot and like Addendum. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh boy, here's... And of course, like, all the good cube cards don't care about Addendum in Azorius. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like, okay, and here's, here's some Riot stuff. Oh boy. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, and again, it costs four mana, so... Cool. I'm trying to think of how many creatures I'd want for the minus three...
0: Well, okay, so I mean
1: the
0: the point is is that you need to hit one minimum. Yeah, one minimum. And I feel like any deck that you're playing with this creature in, like with this planeswalker in it, I mean, you know, it, you have to have over 10 creatures.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if your green creature deck doesn't have 10 creatures then uh-oh, right. And and here's the thing,
0: is if it does have slightly less, doesn't this card actually help you by because you get to look at four cards to find a creature. Mm-hmm. It actually should help your deck if it's low on creatures, because it helps search for the threats. Yeah. Or at least once it does. I
1: was about to say, yeah, it, it pushes those blank ones, pushes them down. But, so, you know,
0: I would certainly try this just for, like, freshness sake. I would try this over things like Sarkin Ball, which I don't really like to begin with. And, you know, some of the other just kind of generic red-green duders. hmm Because, like, let's face it, like, Planeswalkers are powerful. Like, I might sub it in for, you know, if you're playing uh, the Werewolf one. But yeah, I
1: definitely transforms. think it's better than, better than Arlen, I'd say. So
0: I think that's an easy, I think that's a fairly, even though it's the, you know, the quote lazy sub, I think that's still an acceptable thing to do at this point. With this card. Mm-hmm. Because I do think it's better than that one if you're playing that one. So I'm down. I dig it. I just wish it didn't cost four, like everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like everything. Every else. all the things everything else costs four.
1: Mm-hmm. Everything is four. Blah. Yeah. Which is so weird. I don't get why that's like such a such a trope. This-
0: the sweet spot, I guess. I don't know. I'm sure there's something about it. Yep. Now, now I do kind of like Gruel Spellbreaker.
1: Yeah, I think Spellbreaker's is great. I, re- I like that card.
0: Like, uh, uh it, cause, you know, for one, it costs three, not four. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact that it's significantly better if you have mana dudes in your deck. Yeah. Because casting this on turn two is great. I love the fact that, uh, it protects itself and you from things like settle the wreckage and and you know sacrificing effects and stuff like that on on your turn.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, I'm eat I it. like the
0: fact the choice between a three three haste and a four three three haste trample and a four four trample for three mana are mm-hmm. both pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're both rates are pretty solid.
0: Like there was uh, like this card like,
1: seems like an easy include to me.
0: Like I think I want this over if anybody's still running the the hybrid one the. Ram Gang? 3-3. Three, three. Ram Gang? Yeah. I like this card better than Ram Gang, even though Ram Gang's easier to cast, ostensibly, in a red-green deck, mm-hmm. maybe, because yeah. you can use any either color. But as long as you have both colors in this one, this one's easy to cast, too, and that one actually requires an additional colored mana. I'm so, you know, I don't, like, I'm mathematically, I'm not sure which one is technically harder to cast. It depends on what kind of deck you are, but... Yeah.
1: It's definitely, like, I'm not sure how much, how incentivized I'd want to play this in, like, a red-green kind of ramp deck, like a deck that's playing Dragonlord Atarka, but Mm -hmm. it's still great, though. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not entirely sure space-wise, but, like... And it's kind of weird, like, the whole trope about, like, dies to removal, and so often how that's brought up, and it seems like it, you know, it's used very often to dismiss cards. Like, this this card sucks because it dies to removal or whatever. hmm And, like, uh, you know, like, this dies to Doomblade or whatever. It's like, you know, Doomblade guy. And they can't really Doomblade this on your turn. No. Like, they have to wait. And I remember there was one time, I think, like, uh, like that person who had the, that whatever, Terra, whatever, Terradon, Terra Raptor, Terramander. There we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he had it in his deck, or he had it in... So, like, we played... we I think we went to three games, and in that red-green deck, I had to, like, be more of a control deck. So I needed bigger threats, so I sided this in. And it kind of got to the part where I was, like, pushing the corner, and I was like, play this. And I was like, alright, you're on reds, you got a bunch of bolts, so I'll plus it. And then, you know, pass the turn, and... I think I may have put out with Domri too. I don't remember, but like, you know, he. I think he died to it, and like, flashed me that he had like a bolt. I was like, "Yep, mm-hmm. got him." Ah, yeah, it's it's definitely a nice card. Like, it's it's quite nice that it you know protects itself very well. Like, they can do yep. it on their turn, but I mean, whatever, that's fine.
0: That happens. Yeah, I mean, I dig it.
1: Yeah, she's a she's a nifty. Ogre warrior. It's a good.
0: It's a good. One. I don't think those three words have ever been used in a sentence before together, is all good, over in that order.
1: Good ogre Nif- warrior.
0: N- no, nifty ogre warrior. Oh, nifty. Yeah. <laughs> nifty. <laughs> That's what you just said. Yeah. Can you I just just call it that a nifty ogre warrior. Like you just said it like five seconds ago.
1: She's quite nifty. <laughs> That's the best adjective uh, ever for an ogre. <laughs> Nifty.
0: You're a really nifty uh, Any other regri I'm not too, too thrilled about any of the other regury cards. Like, I don't know, like the uh, the the worm is kind of interesting, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's like a kind of like a black gear hulk in a way. Like the land thing never mattered whenever I tried it out.
0: Rhythms yeah, just so like were, come in the plane, kill something. I guess it's fine.
1: Yeah, like it's just like a big gear hulk. It can't kill titans, but it just it's always a nice thing. To like kill their which I think what happened sometimes, there was like kill their small guy and then attack with your four or five with haste. Uh-huh. I don't know. It just feels the cost is so weird, but Yeah, I also don't like that it doesn't have trample. Yeah, it feels like it totally should. Like this giant so, worm.
0: Right. Thing. I feel like I'd be much more comfortable if it had trample. Yeah. Playing like, this card. Dragon and obviously Lord, apparently that's too much to ask, but
1: I think yeah. Dragon Lord Tarka did. I mean she had flying, so just
0: right, right, so, so certainly some form of invasion, and the fact that this one doesn't, like, kind of makes me go,
1: eh, whatever, yeah. next. It's weird. Rhythm of the Wild, I, I like. I think I ended up trying it a little late in the, uh, season, but I mean, Riot is just such a push mechanic. I was surprised it's an uncommon. I was like, what? Uncommon. Yeah, Riot,
0: Riot is some crap. Like, at least it says non-token creatures.
1: Yeah, so you can't do, like, sapling burst stuff in case you want to convince. <laughs> Like fires of Yavimaya. Yeah, I remember. Like, I think when I first looked at cube lists, I saw, you know, I think I saw the fires, um saproling burst combo. I'm like,
0: oh, my, sapling my, burst.
1: Is that card's so
0: fucked. My cube, my cube had that when it first started back in Cold Snap or before Cold Snap or whatever it was. Like those cards were like classic constructed cards and cards that I owned.
1: Yeah, I mean that was a deck.
0: That was the. So I went deck. in there. Like, I mean. What's his name was? I mean, Sampling Burst is kind of a messed up card, honestly. Like the fact that you know you can make, uh, you know, a, a creature on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can make a creature on defense, you know, and then make an additional creature, and then get to attack with, you know, some number of, you know, some number of creatures, and always have blockers. And at the time, it was fairly high on power level. Not so much now.
1: Yeah, I was to but it. certainly not.
0: The rhythm, of the rhythm of the wild is interesting, that's for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Like giving, I don't know if I'll play it, but
1: yeah, I'm. I don't think I have the room for it. but I mean, it's yeah. Of course, I'm but running it, like a super small multicolor section, anyway. Right,
0: so. and you know, and I, you know, I could be. I mean, shoot, I, you know, obviously, like I said, I ran fires of Yamiya for a while. It kind of was one of those cards that just kind of fits right in. But you know, this one obviously has a little bit of downside with the fact that it's non-token. But at least riots a better mechanic than just haste. Mm-hmm. We should have, you know, a choice to make things bigger or not. And, you know, the uncounterable thing is 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 pretty good.
1: Yeah, but see, it's not flavor text. Like, it's, no. at least in certain matchups, at least. It, it's kind of weird. Like, it seems like giving the opponent a choice is usually way overstated. Mm-hmm. As part of evaluation, like, risk factor is bad because it gives your opponent a choice. But, like, cards that give you a choice, usually that's underrated by people. Mm-hmm. it's this weird weird dichotomy where it's just like the the choice that you get with riot is just so so good
0: so yeah i mean, i think I think this card is certainly playable i i you know and it's just maybe crowded by crowded out by uh by
1: other things
0: you know by by trying to uh play other cards that are older
1: mm Hmm. So you know, like all these four drops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. These... I don't know what uh, yeah, to think of Cinder Vines as well. It's like the weirdest eh. smash to Smitherings. It's ever. a sideboard card. Yeah, it's a sideboard card.
0: It's I'm not weird. super interested. I'm not super interested in that kind of card in my cube. But it's... I mean, it's certainly a good card in like against the control decks because mm-hmm. literally it's just like. Take a bunch of damage, and then at some point, you know, if you want, take an additional two damage because you're probably going to cast the target. So, like, while I'm not interested in it, I, 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 I mean, I, I could see other ones being interested in it.
1: It's like a, one of those best of one cards, like Goblin Crater Maker, where it was kind of designed with best of one in mind,
0: right? So you just have kind of like a flexible card that does multiple things.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like a more fle- It's like a hate card, but it at least covers more bases. Right. It's kind of like this, where it's like, here's a smash the smithereens, or whatever. Destructive revelry. Yeah, that's the card. Mm-hmm. And it's like, with some more upside. I feel like... Honestly, I don't think I'm going to have room for it. But, I mean, I tried it out, and it was fine. But, room, good luck. Right. It's, yeah. strange many cards. I don't... I don't know what to think of this split card. Like... Uh whatever collision colossus is like eh, and then like thrash and threat, like uh I don't know, it's like a weird pit fight kind of thing, yeah not 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 super interested, I was about to say, i yeah, I'm not really feeling it, I forget if before if we uh, talked about, interested. yeah, like the other splits, they're fine, and this one's fine,
0: yeah, I mean, it does things that are fine
1: mm Hmm. It's but you know it's our ringing endorsement.
0: It's fine. It's fine.
1: Yeah. It's, it's
0: not. It's not embarrassing. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Not embarrassing. Yeah, there we go. Yeah.
0: Sure. You know. Whatever. Hey, if I see it, I'm not going to be
1: like, "Oh, this is." terrible no, I'll be like, "Yeah. Okay. Sure." Well, yeah. I'll probably just pass it. Okay. I mean, okay. It's always just say, "Yeah. Yeah. Sure." Yeah. It's a four. It makes a four-horse trample, though, right? Yeah. I mean, that's. It's not awful. It's Yeah, but, it's you know, of, it's not not a great rate. No. It, it's kind of weird how good creatures have been in the past few years. Or not in the past few years, like the past probably, like, like, maybe decade or so, how much better creatures have gotten.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, so this card used to be a green creature without trample with flashback for two green, green, green.
1: Oh, yeah, Beast Attack or something? Yeah. Beast
0: Attack. Yep. And that card was a house.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That yeah. was a freaking house, especially limited. Well, that was report. an instant, though. It sure was. This ain't though.
1: <laughs> so,
0: Which is so yeah. weird. Not, these I cards,
1: know, like half interested. of it's half of it's an instant. Yeah, half them instant, half them a sorcery. Yeah. And like with some of them, like the first half is instant. Threat. Right, right. They switch. Yeah, like it thrash and threat. Like the first half is instant, and then for like incubation, incubation and, yep. Yeah, it's like that one switched, and I'm like, what? It's just But collision colossus are both instants. Yeah. Yeah, it's just re- reading cards, I guess. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it just feels so weird. Like it felt like, at least with like the aftermath stuff, like it was, it was their way of trying to introduce more, it was like, you know, a split card with a lot more flashback with like a lot more, you know, play to it. Whereas mm-hmm. like, insult to injury, like deal two and then, or d- double the damage and deal two. It's just like, those are different modes. But they work together, and then here it's just like I, I don't know. It's just design-wise, yeah. it's
0: just weird. Yeah, they're they're, they're a little. You know, I, I get it. They're you know, it's kind of like oh, well, this does this, and just sort of does this. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, they're a little incongruous to me. So yeah,
1: yeah. I right, think we should get uh, out of the. We should get out of yeah, the bubble.
0: Uh, right. Let's can, can we like stop talking about cards we don't want to play? Yeah, we should and talk then, more about cards we want to play. Yeah, Rocky because in, some good stuff. Rakdos, there's multiple cards I want to play, including another, uh, target for, uh, Academy Rector that I, that I'd be, be fun playing. Oh, so, yeah. Let's talk about some of the obvious ones first. Let's just kind of get, get to them. And, uh, so one of the, I think the uh, easy two cube cards is Bedevil. Mm-hmm. I think this is super easy to, to just play. It's black, black, red, instant. Destroy artifact creature or planeswalker, instant. hmm. Super solid super flexible, super versatile, sees play in aggro, sees play in midrange, sees play in control. Yeah. I, this feels like an easy swap for something like dreadbore or something like that. Like yeah, it's a little more expensive, it's a little harder to cast, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I I, general, I don't have a problem it's... making things a little more color intense. Yeah. Uh and when it when the when the ability is is,
1: you know, pretty good. I think it's worth the like the multicolor like over heroes downfall too, just like, you know, I think it's it's fine. Like hitting artifacts is great, just because like it tends to help the spread in terms of your matchups too. Yep. Because Actually, like, some, absolutely. Sometimes they will be like some control deck or something or some aggro deck is like here's here's a sword. Uh, by yeah. the way, I don't know how I, we were talking about like tribal stuff and I didn't talk about heirloom blade out oh. to me! Not forgetting. I was
0: gonna say. I, I thought you were. Gonna, I remember earlier on. I'm like, I'm kind of surprised you didn't mention heirloom blade here. Yeah, I, I was but like, what? I, I left it alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah play, like, play, 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 play heirloom blade, kids. Yeah, it it your public service announcement. Yeah. Uh, if you're wondering, you know what other card?
1: I don't know. Cut a sword
0: or something. I don't know. You figure it <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, cut a cut a sword of red and white or something.
1: Yeah, or like I don't know, whatever. You, you can figure it out. You you know what you're doing.
0: You
1: know, yeah, cut, a, a, a a great... war, cut a, cut a, cut a locked
0: it on Warhammer or something. Yeah. yeah Alright, I also think, I also think Judith the Scourge Diva is also pretty great.
1: Yeah, Judith's been, Judith has been like quite good. It, which is so weird to kind of like, you know, I think when it was first spoiled people were like, you know, it doesn't hit, it doesn't do with tokens and it's only your stuff, like I guess comparing it to like Blood Artist. But that's okay. Also, it does any target.
0: Right, and so here's the thing. So, Judith is 1 red-black for a 2-2 legendary human shaman. Uh, Other creatures you control get plus 1, plus 0, which is huge. Yeah, which is solid. Impact right away when you play it on turn 3. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, uh, she deals 1 damage to any target. Yep. So it's not just the face... It's, you know, creatures are planeswalkers too. So it completely changes the combat math on blocking for them as well. Yeah. Because no longer can they safely block a 2-2 with their 3-3 and not lose it. It, it makes a- all of that stuff, or even their 4-4, because it's now, because between the power pump and the, uh, the trigger, and the trigger, a 2-2 now kills a 4, uh, an X-4. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Again, I don't even know how much there is to say about this card other than, like, seems pretty great to me. Yep. Probably a natural upgrade for all the spike jesters and all of this other, like, you know, kind of aggressive creatures uh that, that you can play in it for something that's just not only supports the aggressive decks, but also helps support both versions of the black decks that you want, whether it be the Sacrifice theme, you know, Blood Artist deck, or if it's just the aggressive deck, like... Uh, if you're, you know, lean on the black support stuff. Or if, you know, if it's some combination too, if there's a zombie sub theme where like zombies are dying and coming back, like, you know, things like, uh, crawler or whatever, you know, like that's all great too. So, you know, like I said, it supports the Aristocrats deck. Like imagine playing this card and then playing Falcon Wrath Aristocrats right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot of power. It's a lot. Yeah. You know, when is- things die, they, you know, it takes extra damage. So I don't, I don't know. I feel like this is a it's, this is an this is an easy should be in the cube for some amount of time card.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a good deals. It, it's yeah, just puts a huge clock. Deals a lot. It's a, a very big impact. And I think even if she dies, does she trigger herself?
0: Uh, it says uh, whenever a non-token creature you control, so that would include her. Okay, but she's the one
1: who deals the damage. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that part. Maybe, maybe that works. I am. I mean,
0: it trigger. I mean, when Blood Artist dies, does it trigger?
1: Uh, I think so.
0: If it does, then I, I imagine this would too, unless that just says target player loses whatever, and doesn't a sh- Blood Artist makes them. Maybe that's the difference. Is Let's that this one specifically says she does the damage? Let's see. I think since artist... she's
1: not here, and since she's not here, since she's not there anymore, it's not a thing. Okay, so Blood Artist says whenever Blood Artist or another creature you control dies, target player loses one life and you gain life. Right, like it doesn't, it doesn't say she
0: does the damage, right? Yeah. It doesn't say Blood Artist forces your opponent to lose one life because that'd be like a really weird way to to template that card. Mhm. Yeah. I I you know what? Maybe it doesn't deal the damage.
1: Uh Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm going to check Google. Let's see.
0: Well, I figure if you just look it up on, uh, what's his name? If you look Gatherer. it up on Gatherer, I imagine it would have... Uh, Judas, last ability triggers when Judas dies if it's not a token.
1: Yay. There you go. So if, if
0: Judas dies at the same time as one or more other non-tokens, her ability triggers for each one of them. If your life total is brought to zero or less at the same time that a non-token creatures you control die or dealt lethal damage, you lose the game before Judas' triggered ability goes on the stack.
2: Hmm. Okay.
0: So if you die from lethal combat damage, you're dead before your trigger at the limb. Yeah. Nice. Well, there you go. So my first instinct is correct, and just a weird way of saying it. I guess Mm -hmm. that's because, uh, you know, you want to make sure if it's got pro black or pro red that it doesn't take any damage, I guess. Mm hmm. So, anyway, that card's great. Play it. Yep. How about a theater of horrors?
1: Yeah, it's weird, like, I remember, I think when it was first previewed, I was like, "Ah, it looks like a weird anthem. Or, not anthem, uh, Phyrexian Arena. I haven't really I mean, had a whole kind lot of this. Is. Oh, I probably should read the card. Theater of Horrors. One a black and a red enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. During your turn, if an opponent lost life this turn, you may play cards. Exiled with Theater of Horrors in three and red. Theater of Horrors deals one damage to target opponent or Planeswalker. Yeah, I I haven't really had too many reps with this, but I think it's solid. It's better than it looks. Sure. Because it looked terrible.
0: Yeah, I I think in the right kind of deck, this card's just very, very good. Because, Mm -hmm. one, it's not costing you life. You're always accumulating the cards, And as soon as your opponent deals damage, as soon as you deal damage to your opponent, hmm, I wonder if that happens in any red or black deck. Mm -hmm. I wonder if your opponent ever loses life or their life total goes down. You get to start playing as many cards as you want off of it Mm -hmm. on your turn, which means you can make your land drops from under your theater. You can play cards from there. And you can trigger it yourself, and it's just a mana sink in the mid to late game, like in the late game when you're. Kind of draining, you know, you know, kind of running out of steam. You get to ding them at least for one every turn if you're not drawing something. Mm -hmm. So I don't know this and, and cranny, you know, uh, Matt Cranstuber highly recommends this card and I'm certainly not going to ignore, uh, his, his advice and his experience. And he said this card's pretty nuts. Mm -hmm. And you know, it was enough for me to, to make sure I acquired a uh, foil one at the pre-release. So Mm I'm, I'm running it. I'm going to try it. Uh, but that makes three black red cards that all cost three.
1: Yep. That I had to new, find one for. Uh, it feels like that's not as bad as Gruel. Oh God! Yeah, Gruel four.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: No, yeah. No, I'm fine with like th- I'm not- fine with threes because historically we haven't had a, a billion red black threes. Yeah. Where I feel like rule is just like all it is is four mana, mm-hmm. and hey look, four mana.
1: Here's another four mana card. So here's another I don't
0: know. I dig this card. I can see maybe it not making sections for uh consider for like space considerations, but I also think I I have a feeling that this card is is even better. Like I wanna see it in action. I wanna be convinced. I'm excited to actually try it and see what happens because I have a feeling this could be one of those cards that just like when you get it when you play it early, it's just gonna be like Wow! Like, h- I, why did I ever think this card was just like mediocre?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In the words of, you know, uh, the the guy from Mad Max, the, the most recent Mad Max movie, mediocre. <laughs> Which is very uh, th- that that whole crew is very Ractos seeming to me oh, with yeah. all their masks and the chrome and all that stuff, and they
1: seem very Ractos to me. It's uh, it seems I- I'm kind of liking the kind of like the theater kind of vibe mm-hmm. they have with Rockdose, just because before it was just generic and, like...
0: Oh, wait. the whole evil clown thing is great. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh... Cavalcade of Calamity. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you hear, like, the Carnival marker, the Cavalcade of Calamity, the theater of horrors, come be our captive audience! to mm-hmm. see. You know, like, you can hear, like, all these things, you know, to that... I, I really like that flavor aspect of it. I think they finally got it exactly right.
2: Yeah, all like, the names was... are
0: all the names are clever. Like I, you know, like Fireblade, all of, are, you know, isn't that clever? But like well, most of the other names for the cards are real clever. Yeah, get so, to the
1: point is like that's clever. get to the
0: points. Great, Hacker-O-Bat mm-hmm is great. Yeah, Macaw <laughs> so, mockery. You know, yeah, you know, like all this stuff is is just like really really good. Like. Even like, you know, Roustabout and Firewheeler or just whatever. But like Firewheeler's kind of interesting, so it's very much a, uh, you know, uh, a circus thing or whatever, like hula hoops, but yeah. like they're on fire. You know, Raster Demon is kind of creepy, even though it's a little on the nose, like it's not really clever. Mm-hmm. It's kind of on the nose, but like the, you know, kind of interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. I I think they did a really good job with Rackos in the set. Yeah. Any yeah. other uh, ones you
1: want to mention? Uh Like, I tried Captive Audience, and it was like, it's it's a weird card. Like, it's... Seven's a lot. Yeah, seven's a lot. And it's kind of weird, because when it got to that point, usually the opponent had at least one mode they didn't care about. Mm -hmm. Like, their hand was low, so it's just like, okay, I'll, uh, I have one card in hand. It's like, okay, I'll discard it, whatever. I don't care. Or like, their board is kind of stable, and they can deal with zombies. It, it usually was, like, if there was a mode that they didn't care about, usually it was, like, discard hand, and then it was, like, mm-hmm. I guess life, or, like, I guess zombies and I guess life was usually it, but it was kind of weird. It, usually those kind of, like, delayed discard cards are usually weird, because... You have time to prepare, and you can kind of play around it, like, oh, okay, I'm gonna lose, like that card, uh, was that Mind Stab from uh, Time Spiral? Mm-hmm. Where it was like five and a black, uh, a black mana, suspend five, target player discards three cards. And it was just like, okay, I got this many turns to empty my hand, because I'm gonna lose three cards, so, okay, discard my hand you know, I only have one card in hand, oh no, it was a land. And, and granted, a turn or two turns is much less time than five, but it's usually something I've kind of seen with these kind of like delayed discard cards, is you get a mm-hmm. lot more prep and, I don't know, it's interesting, but like, you know, I'm pretty much having it in for more reps, and then once the season is done, it's just like, I yeah, I ain't got room for this
0: yeah so to me i think the only reason i would want to play this card is for the academy rector deck yeah because yeah, it's, it's pretty playing much this record. on turn seven or six yeah playing this on turn four whew, mm-hmm. much better so yeah but i think it's neat i, I like i just think it's a neat card
1: mm-hmm. yeah all right yeah, what
0: about uh what about the other black guilds oh sorry flavor wise it's great though
1: yeah flavor wise yeah
0: just and like, it's a clever name too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Fireblade Artist probably fine. It's just room, you know. Also, it's hard to cast.
0: Is that the the, the wheel? Wait, Fireblade. Which one's Fire? Oh, there
1: it's you're talking about two two. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, it's the two two Ace the 2-2 a, so Black Red. Yeah, I mean, It's, I
1: mean, it's got it, it. You know, deals. It's a nice bit of inevitability, which I think is nice.
0: Mm-hmm. But and you can stack tokens to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like it's kind of like the sack engine. But I, if it was like double black or double red, oh, I would be playing that yesterday. But yeah, imagine black, we're black black, yeah, yeah, Whew. or double red, double red. I'd play this like I- immediately. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like here's the well, like, double red, red black. I think there's
0: not enough. uh Not might just be a space consideration.
1: Yeah, yeah. Double black is probably I'd probably play it too. But it's just like why, why you do this? All right.
0: How about uh, the other black guild? How about or or job? Yeah, or zzz, voiced zzz, mm-hmm. or Orzhab.
1: Ja. I was about to or say or if that's how if that's how Matt Tabak pronounces it, I guess I guess I'll play along.
0: Well, sure. the, the, I mean that that makes sense to me. I mean, they're you know that's a very Russian. Yeah, you know the voiced. There, I'm sure there's a specific name for the 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 consonant or whatever. My wife would know what it is. Mm-hmm. Being that she is fluent in IPA and not not fl- flowery beers,
1: no, but, I was about uh, to say like international yeah.
0: international phonetic alphabet. Um, ah, okay. I'm sure she would have a specific. Yeah, like you ever go and look on uh, like a lot of Wikipedia entries for things, it'll actually have the for foreign words and stuff. it lot of actually have like an IPA entry, and you can click on it and it'll pronounce the word for you. Oh, same cool. with like dictionary.com or whatever. It'll have the IPA. So you can figure it out for yourself and then do whatever. Anyway, uh, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm not, again, I'm not super excited. However, uh, I, I, would like to give a quick, uh, nod to the six mana enchantment
2: mm-hmm.
0: for, uh, the, you know, the, the tiny Elish Nord effect. Just because again, why I don't like paying six mana for it. I certainly, if I was a, if I ran an enchantment theme and or run Academy Rector, I feel like this is one of those cards I'm just fine
1: putting into play for free afterwards.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, this, it could be super backbreaking. I just don't want to pay six mana for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like six mana is... Because
0: cards pretty... Like, the text on the card is great. Yeah. But when you're competing with the best cards historically...
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh. it, gives, it kind of makes me think of Debtor's now in a way in being like this giant enchantment that does right that's
0: probably unbeatable yeah like certainly unbeatable in most limited formats mhm yep but you know just hard to get in the play i'm sure yeah. it'll, people will complain about it plenty and in, uh, in, uh and uh and really draft oh yeah yeah oh. yeah, yeah it's i think gonna it's going to be miserable
1: and i think it's, just a, it's regular. a rare
0: yeah it's just a rare yeah. yeah, that card's gonna be miserable and limited, but yeah. yeah, whatevs.
1: It's like, oh boy, I'm, uh, d- dead. Cool. Yeah, all the other cards
0: are just like, eh.
1: So, or just uh, whatever, like Seraph of the Scales, like,
0: mm-hmm. there's a decent rate, 4-3 Flyer, but the 3 Toughness makes it like, eh. Afterlife 2 is pretty good, the abilities are okay. Yeah. Death Touch is not great. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- I don't know why you need Death Touch on a 4-3. Yeah. I mean I guess. so you can fight bigger things that are flying, I guess. I guess. Or because you're okay with it sacrificing itself because you get two dudes afterwards. Mm-hmm. And like vigilance is fine, but like eh I don't yeah. know. It's good. But it's not I don't feel like it's better than a whole lot of uh Yeah. A whole lot of other stuff.
1: Yeah. So. so I just uh I just emailed you a picture. Oh. Of a uh of something regarding regarding Kaya. So, so this was a three O deck from from my peasant cube. Um, All right. I'll I'll read it out loud. But essentially, it's a black white aggro deck. Um, yeah, I see Somata that. So, not plains, swamps, um, Sandsup citadel, savage lands, vivid meadow, gemstone mine, and then Harmsway, uh martyr will reaper, mother of runes, dragon hunter, elite vanguard, vampire lacerator, ractos cackler, flare husk, which is Probably like it's fine. Like it's okay. Definitely wish it had two power. Uh Disenchant, Demonic Tutor, Diabolic Edict, Lightning Greaves, Zulaport, Cutthroat, Porcelain Legionnaire, Putrefy, which is like on the splash, whatever, Oketra's Monument, Lingering Souls, which is absurd. Uh Piana Nomad Captain, Fairgrounds Warden, Ariel, Responder, like the the White Hawk. Um mm-hmm. Snuff Out Kongming Sleeping Dragon, Murderous Cut, Sarah Angel. Okay, so what would you cut from that deck to put in the Kaia Planeswalker if you could? If you, and, and I guess part B is, would you? Does it make the deck better? Yeah, I guess that's the question, is does that make the deck better? And I don't, I don't, like, the Putrefy Splash is awkward just because it's like off of one, two, three, like four lands, so like that could be a gimme like... Right. Ignoring Yeah, that's that. the...
0: Yeah, ignoring that, like, I just don't like the card that much. No, it, I don't... I don't get it. I don't understand. It serves... It's serving a purpose that I don't understand yet. I feel like this is a plant for something, but I just don't know what it is yet.
1: Like, when the... I think the plus...
0: When the plus one matters... I think, is when this card is going to be good. Yeah. Because exiling cards, two cards from a graveyard, is going to be kind of where it's at, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, like... yeah, like, I understand it feeds the ultimate or whatever, you know, deals damage to the number of cards that player owns in exile. Mm -hmm. Like, I get that that's the play, right, is that you're just exiling their stuff, and at some point they just take, you know, a bunch of damage. But, like, eh? I don't,
1: like... I'm not excited
0: about it for cube.
1: Yeah, and, like, the minus one, at least for Constructed, it feels like it's a safety valve for a one-drop, but, like, what one-drop? Like, Gutter Bones? Like, what's this a safety valve for? Like, I get that it might be, like... I don't have an answer for you on that one. Yeah, maybe it's, like, a quote-unquote sideboard Planeswalker for other formats, but I think somebody had a point, you know, it was online, I think it may have been Ross Merriam or something, said, like, what graveyard deck are you... Sideboarding in a three drop for right because it's gonna gonna be, for all
0: pretty fast
1: yeah it's like sideboarding this inverse dredge is like okay
0: where cool. where right well and siding it in where a three drop where exiling only two cards is good enough
1: yeah he has like what Got sorcery speed yeah. yeah like I was hoping for a good kaya for a cube or at least a no, good representative say like, yeah like the, the the conspiracy one's fine like it's solid it could be built around. This one, I don't know. No.
0: No. I'm not in. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not in. So, also, if you want to rack it up with unexciting cards for cube, all I wanted, besides a gruel, not four drop, was good blue-green cards. Yeah. Is it too much to ask to figure out some way to do blue-green where the card's good on its own and yeah. doesn't need a bunch of archetype support.
1: So, so you're familiar with the band Devo? They, they yes, Whip It, etc. Yeah, like they had they had Whip It, which was kind of like a hit, but like, like they were kind of like a countercultural band. Like they kind of formed, you know, like with the idea of you know like de-evolution, you know, like humanity's getting dumber, etc. Mm-hmm. And like it, it seems like. With Simic, at least for Cube, like, so many of these cards are, like, worse. I think, you know, that Sir Funchalot guy, we were talking about it, and it was, like, so many of these cards are just, like, worse versions of other things. Like, Frilled Mystic is worse Mystic Snake, like, uh... Gross Bile is probably a better...
0: Gross Bile is my favorite card out of all of them. I had Mid- that in Frilled Mystic. I really like Frilled Mystic because I really like Mystic Snake, you just can't cast Frilled Mystic in Cube very often. Yeah, that's my like biggest it. issue with that. Like, Good I mean, line. I guess if you're on the filter land, you know, a plan, maybe you have a chance, but yeah. Good luck casting I, it on curve. That's the problem, right? But as a card, I really like it. And yeah. in like, I want to cast it in standard yeah. because the mana is going to be super great in standard. Yeah. But and I, that's because I get to play eight dual lands. Like, yeah. of the same, like, guaranteed eight of the same type. So, but Growth Spiral, though, I just like as a ramp card. Now, yeah, uh, it's unfortunate that it's got the blue in it, but you know what? I can see the ramp deck being the three-color ramp deck, like blue, green, red. Like, yeah. that's a perfectly reasonable thing. This card's got a pretty good rate, you know? You should probably read the card out loud, by the way. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. So, uh, Growth Spiral is uh, green and a blue for an instant. Uh, and Gross Spiral says, draw a card, and then you may put a land card from your hand onto
1: the battlefield. Yeah. So it's... Explore is an instant, so it's...
0: It, it, well, I think it's, it's not good. Explore, because Explore allows you to play an additional land. This you can cast yeah. on your opponent's turn and still put the land into play. Yeah. So it's not just that it's instant, it's that it also lets you make a land drop out of sequence.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think is interesting, like, you know, if you... If you pass the turn with like, however much mana, for the most part, your opponent is playing, is planning around you only having that three mana. The plus next one. turn, right? Yeah, like if you're passing on two, they're expecting you to only have three. And this kind of like, a lets you do something proactive with your mana during your opponent's upkeep, and b kind of messes with those uh, assumptions. Like I, I tried it out since it since it got spoiled. I'm like, I come on, come on, we gotta have some good simic stuff. There's Edric and Predator, yes. Mystic Snake. I mean, I like Mystic Snake. Yeah, it's just four mana. Four mana. I mean, a-
0: real, real Mystic Snake. Three. You know, yeah. it's you know, it, it's still four mana, but at least it's a little easier to cast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I guess you could. uh I mean, even I took the three-drop counter spell uh, out Lights of my line? cube. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah I mean, I, I like stifling.
0: I mean, I like stifling or whatever too. But I don't know. I just yeah, wanted, I just wanted good blue, green, blue cards. Is it too much to ask?
1: That's okay because we have Hydroid Crassus, which, Blah. Blah. which is a, a jellyfish that looks like a brain Blah. or something.
0: Blah. No, oh, you know, you know what it looks like. Come on, yeah, out. it looks like a. It, it looks Jelly, like Genitalia. Yeah, it's, I don't, Jellytalia? I don't, Jenna, Geni, Jellytalia? I don't, man. It, it is, it is unpleasant, which is, I'm sure the point. However, I, my, so this card is, again, we should, we, we should
1: probably read it. Yeah, that's true. So it's a X, a green and a blue for a zero zero, creature, jellyfish, hydra, beast for your, Heirloom Beast. Blade
0: Chains, I guess. Beasts for so you can battle people with, uh,
1: contested so like, Cliffs. Yeah, I was gonna say the land. Um, whenever you cast a spell, you gain X life and draw half, oh, you gain half X life, yeah, and half X cards. Round down each time, flying and trample, enters a battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. So, it triggers when it's cast. Yay. <laughs> like, so
0: I, the, my biggest issue with this is that to feel like you're getting a good rate, it has to be like X equals four to me feel yeah. like I, I want to get a good rate with this. Now, as I was talking about beforehand, I think if you support some sort of plus one, plus one counters theme, if you're, you know, uh, doing something like hardened scales or, you know, I don't know what other colors support, like plus one, plus one, like a doubling season, Um, you know, something with plus one, plus one counters, uh, that is an active thing. I feel like this card's a shoe in because this is kind of like a lots of powerful things to be doing with it Mm -hmm. because you get to, you get to under drop it and still have it be large. Yeah. So if you're running that kind of thing, awesome. Perfect. I can see where this is a really neat card in that deck. But the fact that it's, like, round down if it's half, like... So in order to get two cards, it has to be four. X equals four. Yeah. You know, like... Where
1: it's, like, the world... It's, like, a really awkward drifter.
0: Well, right, and it has to be four. It's not even, like, you gain... Draw half as many cards or whatever as its power. So even, like, the... Triggers from it getting extra counters when you, when it comes into play doesn't help because it's the cast trigger. Yeah. Which is better against counter spells, but worse mm-hmm. in terms of like additional value, like ways you can kind of cheat the cost some to get around it. Mm-hmm. Now granted, there aren't many cards that are probably better as a, hey, we're in top deck mode and it's, you know, we both have like seven or eight mana in play. I hope I draw something. Neat. How about mm-hmm. an 8-8, eight, eight, or you know, how about a 6-6 six, six and three additional cards? Like, in that role, it's awesome. But like, I don't want to be casting this anytime, like, early. Yeah. Unless I have all kinds of shenanigans going on with it, where mm-hmm. I can, you know, put counters on it and get additional counters and, and, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't see why I would want to play this card over the, the, the myriad of, or I guess the, you know, what's the name? Green-blue Planeswalker uh, Nyssa
1: is fine. Yeah, is Nyssa? Yeah. Yeah,
0: she's uh, she's another solid green-blue, I think. Yeah.
1: Like, I'd um, definitely play her over this. Like, like Geyer Engineer is like a worse version of, like, the one from Theros block that's a 2-2 and taps for mm-hmm. 2 mana. Like, I... Right. What? Like, Galloping right. Lizrog? Like, what? Like, I but, guess But, dude, the name is cool. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not quite feeling the Simic as much as, like, Rakdos. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it kind of felt like they're, like, hey, we're wacky. And I don't know. It just kind of felt like shoehorn, Like,
0: uh, Yeah. I want Green Blue to do something clever, not, like, Green Blue seems like it should be the coolest of all the guilds. And I think that's part of the, like, disappointment. Like, yeah. Prime Speaker is, is about as close to kind of cool as you get. Because it's just like you know, like a, a birthing pod, birthing pod, or whatever. But you can only use it as a sorcery. Yeah. Um, it's a creature, so it's more vulnerable to everything. I mean, yeah. it's an elf and a wizard, which I guess is something. Yeah. And an it ooze. A, uh, it's an ooze. If you play the other ooze card, it's a bonus there. Oh,
1: oh yeah, there we go. Yeah. See that ooze? Ooze yeah. the boss now. I was about to say <laughs> the boss um, now. But other than that, it's just like. Uh. It kind of feels. It's like with the, uh, Deputy Detention, it being a creature in the right deck is a good thing, sure, because it's letting you apply pressure. It it doesn't feel like this is. Well, no, because it. you have to tap it, because yeah. you
0: have to tap it in order to, for it to. Because you can't, so you can't use its ability and apply pressure like
1: Deputy. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can pillar field oxen people, like if if you really need right. to, but right, but oh boy, I'm gonna gonna ox them a question. Yeah, I was about to say, you just ox them a question. I, I don't... So,
0: so the thing that's most disappointing about Simic is like, which color has the best spells?
1: Blue. Mm-hmm.
0: Which color has the best creatures? Green. What tastes great that goes great together? Not Simic. Yeah. Simic is not peanut butter cups. And but it they, should be peanut butter cups.
1: And it's I not. Feel, I feel like they could have like, pushed it, like, made a, a decent creature with flash. Like, not counting that Mystic Snake, because it costs way too weird mana, but it kind of, like, gives you the part instant flavor and part creature.
0: Creature? Right. It's a creature spell.
1: Yeah. Like, there's so many of these things would be, like, you know, uh... What's that? that the jellyfish brain thing. Like, imagine that with Flash. i am playing that with Flash.
0: Yeah, sure. not gonna lie... When I first read it, I'm like, "Oh, this isn't bad." It's got flash.
1: Oh. Oh. No, it doesn't have flash. As, as my flying, bad. like, dude, doesn't look like he's flying. Like, it looks like it's kind of just, yeah, maybe Ugh. hovering.
0: Yeah, just the. Yeah. I only want. I only want to talk about. I'm done.
1: I don't, I don't want to talk mean, about my disappointment anymore. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm seeing like any of these other cards. Like, uh, I'll, like I'll, I'll play growth spiral because yeah. I just want something new. Yeah, Zagana. Like, all these Adapt cards are just... None of them are really cubable. Like, they don't really have a good base rate. Like, Zagana's probably the best base rate, and it's a 4-mana four 4-4, four four, and it's like... Cool. Right. By,
0: by the way, backing up, something I wanted to mention, that's for probably a very, very small... uh And when I mean small, I mean super small... uh Percentage of our listening audience would get this. I'm not even sure. Uh, I can think of maybe one person who, who may get this reference. Um, and I, I'm not sure they, uh, they even listen to the podcast anymore. Um, nice. <laughs> uh, and I'm having trouble re, uh, let me, let me see if I can shoot. I don't know if I can find the, the, the uh, the, the Twitter name in time. Um, I think i follow them hold on oh god this is the worst oh god i'm following so many people
1: yeah i was about to say, i my my twitter follow list i try trimming it and i just add more people and i'm just like yep
0: oh god and it and it, and it drives me insane that my brain doesn't work well enough to remember who this is I and mean, this is you know one of the the you know probably the earliest people who was you know uh Oh god, this is so embarrassing that I'm drawing a complete blank on this. But not surprising because you know I also don't know names of cards when I'm talking about them a lot of times. Oh right, that I just draw a complete blank on names of things. Like yeah, it's it, it, what is it? It's like one one green, or one red, and it deals like uh you know it 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 deals three damage to to any tar. God, what is that card called again? It's like lightning bolt, idiot. I'm like oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, wow, why, why, why couldn't I remember that? I feel the exact same about this problem that I'm having right now. Mm. And I'm, I'm in the older part of my, the older part of my, my follows. And actually I'm seeing a bunch of things that I'm following that don't exist anymore. RIP in contention podcast.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Big, uh, big ripperoomies there. Um, shoot. Maybe, oh, uh Eric McCormick.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Suitcase. So, Mr. Suitcase.
0: And, right, exactly. And I was going to say Mr. Suitcase, but I didn't want to refer to him as such without actually knowing his name for oh, whatever reason yeah. I'm drawing a blank. So, he may be, I believe he may be one of the people who who gets this. Um, because I think his kids are, at least his son, I think, is in orchestra. Okay. Um. I think it's him that, that, that has, yes, uh, absolutely it is. Uh, I can't look at the card Dragon Hunter anymore without thinking of the piece that every middle school orchestra kid plays called Dragon Hunter. Every single kid at some point, if they play a string instrument, plays Dragon Hunter in their life. And it's like everybody's fav- favorite piece when they, like in their first year or two of playing the instrument. Huh. And so now whenever you just brought up that deck list and I saw Dragon Hunter, it started playing in my mind. And I'm like, oh, God, well, that's ruined forever. Wow. I had no idea. So there you go, folks. Dragon Hunter for orchestra. Wow. There you go. There's your uh, not not so exciting look up for the day to, to find new music. There you go.
1: Wow. That's a uh... dragon. Dragon Hunter how do you feel about dragon hunter and cube nowadays just a regular cube
0: i probably outclassed the the text on it's mostly
1: useless i think i've maybe had the ability matter once but it's still fine like it's still a two one. i mean it's still a two one for one right
0: i'm also you know i'm also the nut job that's still running savannah lions and will probably never stop running savannah lions because there's something about being the first yeah and that's just the way i feel about it and a lot of people disagree and that's okay that's why I get to have my cube, and you guys get to have your cubes. I will, you know, not run some other two-one that I think is marginal at some point in time. To be honest, I'll probably still run them all. But I was about uh, to say, I haven't hit my, I uh, my, limit on, on, you know, two power one drops without drawbacks in white yet. Yeah, um, I'm getting close. That's
1: I was about mean. to say,
0: yeah, getting close finally, but you know. Benevol- you know, with Benevolent Bodyguard and, and, and stuff like that coming in too, like, they all just keep getting better and more interesting, and when you stack them up, it's like, obviously Savannah Lions looks terrible compared to all those, but you know, whatever. Yeah. You know what it still does?
1: Still tax. Still tax for two. Nice. I was your first Twitter follower. I, I got all the way to the bottom. I was your first. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, I, yeah, that's why it was super embarrassing. I just could not remember.
1: I may remember just because he's local. Like, that might be why right. I might be a little easier for me to remember, but yeah. Yeah. Super Simic. embarrassing. That's yeah, all right. At least you're not Simic. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so,
0: spe- speaking of embarrassing, uh also uh artifacts in this set.
1: No thanks. Yeah, all these are... I was hoping for at least, like... Uh, like, Chamber Sentry has been kind of like, a very filler creature for my artifact ducks. But it's, it's very filler. Like, it's, it's, it's very filler.
2: Mm-hmm. And like,
1: what do we get in this set? Like, Sphinx of the Guild Pact's interesting. It's, yeah, it's full but, like he-
0: but it's like, hex-proof from monocolored and not protection from?
1: So I guess so it's, it's not as like, good in combat, I guess.
0: So it's like, eh. Yeah. Eh. Yeah.
1: yeah. I
0: Ooh, we can we can unfollow Ben Blyweiss. He hasn't actually tweeted since twenty fifteen.
1: Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, I recently did a purge where I just unfollowed a bunch of like mostly inactive and like some other accounts and like my my follow is just all a mess. It's just like, oh jeez.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly, uh, keep things pretty, you know, don't like to follow a ton of people that I don't appreciate. Like, there's been a lot of, I, especially with the recent, like, this person liked this tweet. Yeah. And then it shows up on your line. I'm just like, okay, I've been starting to track, like, who, uh, who, like, keeps liking these things that I just, I'm just like, wow, I am just not interested in this, and so Mm -hmm. I've started to do some uh, a little bit of trimming there, a little bit of trimming there as well oh, there's another one I can unfollow, hasn't tweeted in over a year, there we go Uh,
1: there was a lot there was a time when I was following, like, pretty much every magic person for a while like, there was only a few that I didn't and then, like, when I was going through my list, I was like I felt like I was doing it because I had to, and then I was like, why? Like, this is just making my Twitter, my timeline worse. <laughs> just like- right.
0: And, and every once in a while, I look. He, my, cat, my cat just ran through a tunnel. Oh. It went talking into the other room. Oh, there you um, go. I, every once in a while, I look at it one, and I'm like, yeah, this person's – like, I consider this person, like, a friend. You know, like, when I see them, we're super friendly. And then I look and see that they're not following me. I'm like, what the – Yeah, like, what? <laughs> like, what – what? It, all right, fine. I guess I'll still follow you.
1: Yeah. So yeah. you know, Twitter's weird. I guess social media in general is weird, but it is. Oh, really
0: social crazy. media in general is is, is super awkward. Yeah, yeah here, here's someone who hasn't tweeted, um, ever,
1: <laughs> ever. Do they just delete their timeline?
0: Ever. Ever. What? So you know. They, they gone they gone they gone they out of here they gone speaking of getting on and getting out of here oh there I think you it's go it's probably about time
1: for us to uh,
0: to wrap this up cuz uh for what's a pretty good set i think we we're, we're just out of gas here
1: yeah i was about to say um it, it's not uh what's the last set Guild of Ravnica? <laughs> correct but it's, it's still a it's still a solid set like we got a bunch of stuff I didn't really think about it in that lens until until you talked about that, but it was like a lot of stuff that's in non-competitive slots, two RG an exception,
2: Mm -hmm. but like
1: you know gutter bones, you know black Aggrodex always want more of those. Like tithe taker, like I don't think I'm like I don't think I can't think of many people are like man I I don't need more two aggressive two drops or whatever or like light up the gate you know I light up the stage like. Uh, crater hoof, you know, new crater mm-hmm. hoof or whatever. Like, it's it's got a lot of interesting things.
0: Yeah, like I said, I I certainly think it it fills in some some holes nicely. So, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah, I think it's it's solid. Like, it's definitely no um, was that Born of the Gods, and we got like, oh god, Bremez and what was it Idolin? And that's it?
0: Well, you got Brimez, Eidolon, and you got the, the, isn't the Minotaur black one drop that you can oh, yeah. equip to something in that set? Yeah, and also there's the Hide. three drop. There's the, yeah, Gnarled Scarhide, Gnarled Scarhide, oh, Ohio, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also, I think the, the three drop from that set, the black three drop that you can also Herald. enchant something.
1: Herald of Torment? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, like, so like that's, that's another,
0: uh, like, decent one. Yeah, but otherwise, that. real embarrassing. Oh yeah, oh god, Spawn of Mayhem. Yeah. Oh god. Oh god.
1: Yeah, compare it's those two. It's like,
0: it's so, it's, it's like you want to go to that card and be like, hey man, it's so embarrassing for you. Like, do you really want to, man? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So embarrassing. Oh. Well, so. Of
1: course, spawn of Mayhem. Alright.
0: Why don't you tell people where they can find you and your stuff?
1: Oh yeah. So, uh, at, I write articles at gatheringmagic.com, or I guess it's coolstuffinc.com. They changed over like oh, okay. a while ago. Well, they've always been the owner, right? Yeah, like it was. It was like you know, Gathering Magic was the site and Cool Stuff Inc. was the store. And then, I think like a like two or three months ago, like they migrated everything over. Like and then you know they like the Gathering Magic Twitter account is dead, and it's all been mm-hmm. incorporated in, in uh, Cool Stuff Inc. Gotcha. Yeah, it's pretty much a name change all for all intents and purposes. Like I think all my articles transferred over to the domain. Nice. Which has been nice, yeah. So I don't have to like figure out what to do. Like, oh no. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm at Twitter at Usman the Rad. Um the blog at the third power podcast dot wordpress dot com. Um if you want to post like um you know if you want to vote on the crack a pack, I feel like I feel like the keep it was winning by a little bit when I last checked so I don't know mm-hmm. what it is now because I'm lazy but I don't know whatever y'all want to do because I'm fine with whatever mainly just didn't yeah, do I it mean, now because time and new set and
0: yeah right 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 had, had a little too much other stuff to talk about that's for sure
1: yeah yeah right, that's, and, uh, that's about uh, it, yeah
0: and if you want to uh, contact me it's at Antony42 on Twitter Pretty much Anthony42 everywhere. Uh, huh. so you can, you can track me down through there. Probably it's, it's that on Arena, it's that on, uh, uh, Steam or whatever too, you know, if you're, especially if you're, if you like slaying Spires, you know, mm-hmm. hit, hit me up and, and we can talk about it because that game's pretty great. Uh, nice. and, uh, yeah, I think
1: that's about it. I was about to say, um and if you are at if any of you all are at coming to GP Memphis yes. in was this February after, Right 15th? after
0: Valentine's Day. Yes, yeah. right after
1: Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Weird, weird timing, but yeah. It's like so quite- uh both Usman
0: and myself are planning on attending uh GP Memphis here in just a month and, and there'll be some other uh Cube Luminaries there as well uh Such as you know, Quad Nines and uh Jeremy from uh, Saint Louis area. You guys, you know, mm-hmm. may or may not follow him for its Missouri deals. Is it Missouri deals? I think it's Missouri, Missouri MTG. MTG. Yeah, Missouri MTG. That's what it is. Yeah, uh, I think so Zakeel coming be there as well. And
1: I think Zakeel is also coming out. From, really awesome. Yeah, I think they're both coming out. Yeah.
0: Very cool. So yeah, so uh, there'll be a bunch of us there. So if you happen to be there, stop by, say hello. Um, I my friends from this area are trying to convince me to play in the main event uh, uh. because it's standard and standard is will be somewhat new and fresh. Huh. Uh, however, I I would like to cube and do other things. And whenever I play main events for the most part, I'm kind of miserable until I do side events and other things, and then I'm happy again. Yeah, so, it like, could be like I uh... really should probably just skip that first part and go right to the happy stuff.
1: I was about to say, it could but be But like, I kind of
0: also want Foil Lightning Bolts. Yeah. The new Foil Lightning Bolts can be, even though I have nice old ones. So, so like... I don't know. We'll see. Is it,
1: is it an entry? Like, I, you could just... And that, what my I would do is just, like, join and then drop. I don't know if it's... Yeah, except entry. for that I can buy the...
0: No, because I can buy the Lightning Bolt for cheaper than how much an entry is going to be. But oh. if I... You know, there basically, if I have a standard deck that I like and that is good at that point, I will consider it. Otherwise... You know, regardless, I'll be there all weekend. Uh, that's the plan. So, uh, hopefully we'll see you guys then.
1: Yeah. Alright. So, um, also, if you're at GQ Memphis, um, we'll be giving away tokens official. of. Official. Thir- oh, I'm sorry. What was that?
0: Official. Oh, yeah. Third, the third power creature tokens
1: of. Yeah, everybody's favorite two in a black 2-2 that makes death touch snakes that doesn't have an official token for whatever reason. Right
0: card that if you're unaware of it, if you're new, somewhat new to cubing, or you're just not aware that this card exists because it exists outside of the uh, world of you know st- standard sets, uh, and that you should probably be running it in your cube.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, y- y'all should do that if you're not playing Ophiomancer.
0: Yes. In your cube, Ophiomancer. Yeah. I was, I was, was waiting uh, for the me. big reveal of the name.
1: It was by uh, Kevin Vodka. I probably can link up to his Twitter yes remember,
0: absolutely thank you for the, the artwork is 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 great mm-hmm. uh and and the, the card stock is nice they're nice uh they they feel like real tokens they look like real tokens they're they're better than the the business card tokens we've had we had before for uh quality mm-hmm. so uh take a look we'll we'll likely both be carrying a stack of them in our pocket so uh come by and hit us up and say hey like uh you know, hit us up, say hello, say something, you know, something nice about the show or something mean about the show and probably give you a token anyway. So, yeah, and I'm here's the say, thing, you only need one. You only need one. You can't ever have more than one. It's very rare. You have very to true. like quasi duplicate it or, or, you know, copy it somehow, but yeah, you only say, have one. You, so you only need one.
1: I was about to say like if you clone it or something and it's like, yeah, I guess,
0: but like yeah. why are we cloning that instead of, you know, another a answer, I guess. <laughs> I mean, if that's your option.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited. Cause it's, it's, it's kind of weird. Like, I remember when I first built my cube, it was a lot of like, kind of like a DIY thing where it's just like, uh-huh. you know, there wasn't a lot of cube stuff around. It was like, whatever, I'm doing this myself. And it's like, you know, with the, uh, Ophiomancer tokens, this is like, well, Watsy's not going to come out with one. So uh-huh. people playing cubes. So here you go. We're going to, we're going to hook you all up.
0: So yeah, come see us. Come say hello. Get a token, awesome token. Take it home to your own cube, so that way you can uh, re replace it your whatever you were using the die you were using or the back of another card that wasn't in your sideboard or something like that. And for
1: that some way time, can... for some time I was using a uh, whatever Farika's chosen from sure for foil the and thing. then and then after that I was using a, a foil Ekans from Pokemon.
0: Is that a snake pokemon?
1: Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's oh, okay. like a poison
0: snake. Yeah, sorry, I don't I don't know pokemon names. My that students were laughing at me the other day because I I was only I was naming a very eclectic mix of which pokemon names I remembered.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, there's the game um like what's that? It's like the game it's like um Prescription or Pokemon or something. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, and it's That'd be like kind funny. <laughs> yeah. Trying to think of what they are, but we're looking at it and it's just like, wow, that's um. See if I can find it.
0: So, Paris. so there's also uh, if, for those of you who may recognize the name David Alan Greer, from, oh yeah, uh, in living color fame, uh, you know, stand-up comedian, great, who's now like killing it on Broadway, like does a bunch of theater stuff. Um, he's got a whole. If you probably look it up on YouTube, you can probably find it. He has a whole that he does a uh, uh, bit that he does prescription names. Ah. And I'll just leave it at that. Nice. And David Allen Greer prescription names, you'll probably come up with the uh with what it's all about. And it's uh pretty pretty comical.
1: Nice. Nice. Wow. Yeah, I was looking at that drug the Pokemon or like yeah, these are all these are all really solid. Like,
0: <laughs> Especially for someone like me who doesn't uh you know doesn't know the Pokemon names. I bet yeah, you I, I could to... I could I bet you I could figure some I bet you most are kind of obvious, but I'm I'm sure it's amusing regardless.
1: Uh Aloxi, A L O X I. That sounds like a prescription name. I yeah, I was about to say let's say drug <laughs> for that one. Does it Oh does it tell me I have to do all these? Oh Never. no. That's stupid. Okay, Kepra, K E P P R A.
0: Ooh, see, that be, was a good one. That could be both. That that
1: yeah. sounds like both too. Ooh. We can do both. Let's do that one. Um, geez. X-E-L-O-D-A. Zalota? Yeah, Zalota. That
0: sounds like a prescription to me. Yeah,
1: that, that definitely sounds like it. Um, Zarniflex? Uh, okay. Ooh.
0: <laughs> this is really good, because these, I could, they're in my mind, I could definitely See it being, uh, seeing both. I'm gonna say medication because of the flex at the end. Yeah. Because it's probably, say. it's either a muscle relaxant or it's some sort of antibiotic.
1: Mm-hmm. Clefable.
0: That's a Pokemon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a Pokemon. I mainly knew the ones from Pokemon Go and, you know, from like, so I knew, like... Because
0: Clefable it, is part of Clefairy, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's the Clefairy. evolution of Clefairy. Okay, um, Arcanine?
0: Oh, that's for sure Pokemon. That's the dog with all the tails.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hepsera, H-E-P-S-E-R-A.
0: That is probably a medication.
1: Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, okay, if this is a Pokemon, they messed up. Sphinctera, S-P-H-I-N-T. You know, it's like Sphincter, essentially. <laughs> a at the end.
0: Sphinctera? Yeah. How is that real? <laughs> I don't know. That, that I, don't, I can't be either one, right? That's, that, that's like, you're talking about, like, yeah, that's got to be neither. That's neither,
1: yeah. fusion. F-U-Z-E-O-N. I'm guessing Pokemon. Yeah, maybe it's like a, 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 a... It's an energy Pokemon or something? Yeah, I was about to say it's probably like a, an EV evolution or something. A Cubone. That's for sure a Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely...
0: I have, a, have I ever showed you the picture of the Corgi that someone 3D printed out a Cubone mask for it?
1: Oh, nice.
0: I'll have to, I'll have to send cute. that to
1: you. Inspra, I-N-S-P-R-A. I'm guessing that's a prescription. Yeah, that sounds right. Serax, S-E-R-A-X. Ooh.
0: Ooh. Ooh, I can see a world where that's definitely both. I'm going to say medication, though, because of the X on the end.
1: Yeah, that sounds right um Blamitar I'm guessing neither
0: Yeah I'm thinking like, It could be a po- It's definitely I it doesn't I I'm saying not medication.
1: Okay but. so Pokemon?
0: But if neither is a choice? Yeah neither is a choice. Yeah. It's either Pokemon or neither is my guess.
1: Yeah. Like it kind of sounds like Tyranitar or something like one of the Pokemon. I'll say neither. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. Like, I kind of have half Pokemon knowledge. Like, I only know up to, like...
0: I know the ones from, like, the first TV show, and that's about it.
1: That's... Before Pokemon Go went to Gen 3, that's that's what I knew, and now that they were on Gen 3, I'm like, okay, so I know these. Calum... C-A-L-M-A-T-R-A-X-I-N. Calmatraxin? Yeah. That's calm? What? That's weird.
0: Okay, so uh, they make this sound like a prescription name, but I don't think it is.
1: Okay. I think either. it's
0: neither. I'm sorry. Okay. I think it's neither.
1: Yeah, it sounds right. Omastar? Pokemon? Yeah. Yeah, it's a Pokemon. Yeah, I know that one at least. Snorlax? Okay. Oh, that's for sure a Pokemon. Yeah, that's it. That's definitely a Pokemon. Pokemon. Uh, Ledian, L-E-D-I-A-N. I bet you that's a prescription. Okay. I believe that's a Pokemon. No. Yeah. Yeah. GG. Mr. Mime? um... What Mr. Mime? What kind of drug is named Mr. Mime?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Mime? That's a Pokemon for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of the regionals in Pokemon Go, it was, at least. E-R-Y-P-E-D.
0: E-R-Y-P-E-D? Yeah. Eryped?
1: Eryped? I guess it's like... It I'm guessing think of like
0: prescription.
1: Legs. Like the pen makes me think. Well, of
0: Well, like ped legs. makes me think it's like feet or legs. But yeah, is it is it Harry? I don't know. I'm going to say prescription. That sounds like something someone will come up with
1: probably. And the last one's Celebi. C e l e b i. C e l b e i. C
0: e l e b i. Oh, Celebi! I do It sounds like a Pokemon name to me. It is. It's
1: it's one of the legendaries. Let's nice test results. You did okay. We got oh. sixteen out of twenty. Hey. Okay, so what did we Which get wrong? Which ones did we get wrong? Yeah. Kepra. Um, we said neither. Yeah, we said neither, and that was a drug. Um, oh, okay. Zarniflex was neither. Wow. Fools. Zarniflex, huh? Yeah. I hey, spell
0: it. Spell it. Now I want to look it up. Spell it.
1: Z a r n i f l e x. Zarniflex. Zarniflex.
0: Oh, there's one called Xanaflex. Oh, what? Z-A-N-A-F-L-E-X.
1: Come oh, on, man. Come on. Yeah. come on. Yeah, that's that's super shady. Yeah, that's not cool. Sphinctera was neither, as we call okay, it. Okay, good. There's no good. Sphincter Pokemon. <laughs> Fusion was drug. Kind of a little surprise. I thought that was like one of the thousand EV evolutions. <laughs> and what was the last one? Ledian. Yeah, I knew that one was a Pokemon. Right, yeah, you said that one.
0: Hey, that's yeah. not too bad, though.
1: Yeah, that's not bad at all. We, yeah. we did all right. 16 out of 20. That's like, what, 80%? 80%. Yeah, it's like a low B.
0: 80%. Yes. Low B. Yeah.
1: That's pretty good for someone who doesn't know
0: much about either topic. Yeah. Although my sisters both worked for uh, doctors at some point in their life, so we're no, a little right. familiar with with drug names because we used to get a lot of like the the swag a lot of the like uh, drug rep swag you know oh, they yeah. would come in and be like hey uh you know please prescribe our medicine here's a nasocort mug that's got a big nose on the side of it like actually like a 3d protruding nose on the side oh, so oh, okay i had a lot of the, when i went to college i had lots of drug rep swag mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay oh, like, that, 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 that the doctor got and they're just like yeah we don't want this like we don't need this. Like some girls who work in the office, you know, the techs and the the office people wind up taking them. So yeah. my sisters were both techs, so they used to get a lot of that kind of stuff. And they're like, well, I don't want it, but I brought it home. And I'm like, I'll nice. take it. Shoot. I need all I need to. I'm all about, you know, if it's free, it's for me. You know, yeah, let's I go.
1: Say, I ain't going to turn down free. No,
0: nope. no. Nope. Our tokens. Well, Right. We'll be giving them yeah, out come free. see us. We yeah. will give them out to you all. That would be great. And maybe then I'll say hello and we get to
1: see you. Maybe I'll bring Sharpie. Maybe oh, sign yeah, I should
0: probably, yeah. I mean, I I usually carry a Sharpie in my bag, so Yeah,
1: probably okay. I'll probably write something like, don't block me or something. or Right, right. <laughs> Isn't that like a song by Brack on Space Ghost, Coast to Coast?
0: Don't block me. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't block me. Don't block me, please. I, 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 think it's don't, I think it's don't touch me.
1: That sounds right.
0: Yeah, don't touch me. Anyway, well, thank you all for listening. It's been great. Yep. It's been great getting the chance to do this again. You yeah. know, we keep threatening that we're going to do this more often than just for set reviews, uh, but you know, we'll, uh, we'll we'll try to keep this train going and we'll see what happens. And uh, as far as you know, I I feel like there's I feel like there's something we're missing. I feel like there's something left that we have to do.
1: No, oh, oh yeah, there is there's one thing. Uh, rock over London, rock on Chicago, Ravnica
0: allegiance, defend your guild.
1: Not bad. Yeah, it's, it's
0: not bad. It's it's alright. It's it's a 16 out of 20. <laughs> yes.
1: It's a low B. It's not bad. Yeah. Wow, Makes we, did sense. Better, we did better than the average. The average was eleven point one. Ha! We Man, smashed we crushed that it.
0: We crushed it. Crushed it. <laughs> crushed it. Crushed your average. Crush, 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 crush. Team 4 so,
1: power just crushed that average. Yeah, that's right. We just crushed that average. I think, like, if I... Because I think, like, if I said um, for lidian because I knew that was a Pokemon, so I guess... We uh, got yeah, it would have been five. 17
0: out of 20, right, if we'd have combined, right? Yeah. If we'd combined our
1: forces. Yeah, I think for the most part, it was you it was you driving and me just being like, okay, here's this answer. Right,
0: yeah, because for the most part, you're like, yep, you're right, and you're like, yeah, that sounds right. That was mm-hmm. the only really one that you were like, nope, you're wrong,
1: sucker. Yeah.
0: Ah, well. yeah. Nobody's perfect.
1: I was about to say so,
0: nobody's perfect. You know, just like defend your guild. Nobody's perfect, but yeah. solid. Yeah, it's a, solid.
1: It's, yeah. Every guild's got its problems.
0: That's right. That's right. Every everyone's got their everyone's got their scars. Everyone's got their warts. So especially Simic. Yeah. Oh Simic God. Is all warts. Especially because they're mutants <laughs> and oozes now. They are literally warts now. Yep. <laughs> if only their cards weren't a wart on the smooth, flawless skin. Of the cube. Yeah. Ah, Alas. well? Perhaps someday we will, since we're getting another Radnik set anyway, maybe we'll get something in the next set. We'll see what happens.
1: Also, good hybrids, please. Yes, God, hybrids.
0: These hybrids were all kind of. Yeah. Alright. We'll see you guys sometime soon.
1: Alright, everybody. Peace out. Peace out. out. Peace, everybody. Peace. Yeah.
2: But after a while, you realize time flies and the best thing that you can do is take whatever comes to you It's time